What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on the YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We are back in here with another YouTube live stream. I realize that there is some very breaking news, breaking, breaking news uh, in the hip-hop world. This morning, I was shocked. I was shocked to hear this news. Um, it's one of those times when I'm scrolling through my phone and I'm putting my stories together. And um, when I'm when it read it, you know, when I read the headline, I was like, this can't be this is re- this is this is unreal. This is true. And um, it is about the Migos uh, rapper takeoff part of the Migos group being shot and deleted for playing a dice game at a bowling alley in the fifth ward of Houston, Texas. This is just um let's do this um i know we normally let me do my intro then we'll get into the show um and talk about some of the things that i've talked about and tried to share with men particularly young black men uh for the state of you know we can do this for the state of the community or the mindset of young people um going forward we'll talk about that it's kind of like a blue chip mindset piece we'll talk about that and um all of that so here's the deal let's get the uh stories across the board so you guys know what we're talking about last night and um and uh yeah we'll we'll talk about that so dollar sign cga live is how you contribute to today's show also cash app uh that's cash app dollar sign cga live uh coach greg adams tv on venmo and on paypal paypal.me backslash coach greg adams to super chat you can't super chat on the, the free agent lifestyle channel but you can super chat on the notorious cga channel all right so we got that out of the way here. We'll get to the earlier contributors. They definitely do have to do about this story. Um, I don't want to make it about the entire live stream, but I did put my live stream together last night, and then I was putting the final pieces together, and I saw this news. So uh, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Rapper takeoff from the Migos shot and deleted in Houston, Fifth Ward, Houston, Texas. I mean, if there's a place that you should not be, I always tell you, brothers, get out of the hood. Uh, the whole thing, and I talked about this last week. I talked about this last week. There's the story there on TMZ. If it wasn't last week, it was this week. The goal is to get out of the hood. The goal is not to maintain an image in the hood. There's a lot of sense of people, um, you know, you, you, you're around. You become a rapper, and this isn't the first or last rapper to get shot here um, and lose his life. We'll kind of go over that list. But the whole goal is to get out of the hood. The hood, I always say the hood doesn't belong to black people. Black people just live in the hood. So there's a sense that you're supposed to come back around your people uh, when you make it out of the hood. You get a lottery ticket. Fortunately, these three brothers or these three uh, relatives that uh, made up the group, the, the Migos, they got out. Now, of course, rap seems to have this sense of we need to give back to the community that we came from. But again, I talked about this last week and we were talking about Young Golf. I said, why don't you just... You can give away and you can hang out from afar. You can give away and hang out from afar. You don't have to go back in and do the things that you were doing to get up out of the hood, right? So if you were going to shoot dice games, do it before you become famous. Don't go back to the hood because the hood doesn't belong to you. And people have the sense that you're going to be a sellout or perceived to be a sellout if you don't come back to a place that most people don't own anything in. And, and that's the sad part, okay? So I've always said the community doesn't belong to black people 
black people just live in the community and there's black people other places where you can hang out and feel like if you miss some of the things that you missed when you were coming up you can go back to those people right and and not necessarily the fifth ward of houston texas okay so fifth ward became a little bit famous to the world when the ghetto boys uh became a big rap group right so most people didn't know fifth ward if you um, unless you lived in houston but I think the the fifth ward was put on the map with the ghetto boys. Now that was in the 1990s. Everybody knows that's not a place to hang out. Okay. That's not a place to hang out. And here we are. We have this young man, age 28, um, at the peak of his fame or probably at the descent. I, I think the Migos was pretty much, I don't know where they were going. Um, you know, they were probably, you know, there's some things they were splitting up. They had a beef with the record label or management group. I can't remember. I, I don't know all the details about it. I just know one of the members had a falling out with the label and a misunderstanding of who, who was supposed to get what. So there's that all going on, too. But um, let's talk about this real quick. He posted some videos on Instagram of him smoking out, lighting up, if you will, in front of a bowling alley. He's going to have a dice game. The dice game gets out of control and he shot several times. Pretty sad. Pretty sad story. And uh, he joins a list of rappers that have been deleted. And there's the list right there, shot and deleted. And the problem with the hip-hop community is it's built on the imagery of, you know, machismo and uh, promoting this type of activity, right? Promoting either drug selling, pimping, um, gang lifestyle, and all that stuff. I, I get it. It's got to be kind of, it's kind of like a movie writer, right? It's, it's kind of like Quentin Tarantino. But Quentin Tarantino is not playing dice in the middle of the fifth ward to keep the imagery up. See, this is the difference between um, that mindset and this mindset. Yeah, there's a lot of people that write gruesome movies and movies about mobsters, but they don't hang out with the mobsters afterwards. They don't hang out. They don't hang out in the hood or wherever they're. They, they don't hang out with Jason and Freddie afterwards. They go back home in the suburbs and they allow everybody else to kind of live in the the moment of whatever that film they created. But unfortunately rappers believe that they got to go hang out with the same people that they talk about in order to keep up the imagery. And this is going to be a negative here. Now let's talk about this part. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about this part. Let's talk about the part where the young man who takes his life, you got a young man. I don't know what type of affiliation he has, but he's now taking the life of someone famous over a minuscule beef dice game, maybe a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thousand dollars. I don't know how much they were gambling, but now he's going to lose his life or his freedom based on him making this decision, right? This is an impulsive decision. And sometimes people have a whole bunch of things that they're battling in the community. And when you go back to the community, you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know if he wants to make himself infamous for taking your life. You don't know if he's dealing with stresses uh, in regards to wealth and or lack of wealth. All right, we talked about this last week in the Blue Chip Mindset. I was like, the time for flossing is almost over for the next year or so because we're going into a hard recession after this, uh, after this quarter. We're in a soft recession, according to Biden, or we're in no recession, but we're going into a hard recession, and the time of flossing is almost going to be, you got to put that shit away, all right? And flossing could be, you're just a personality that shows up in the community. You don't even need to wear the jewelry. Maybe he didn't have his jewelry on. I don't know, but... If a person feels that he can take something from you, they have the mindset of, I'd rather you not have it if I can't have it. Okay, so the fact that I don't have it 
is enough for me to take your life because you do have it. And there are a lot of people who live like that. All right. That's that male jealousy that we were talking about last week. Instead of just playing your spot and riding it out, you're going to make up all excuses of why you're not successful, why you couldn't do it. And so you're going to go and put a hit on somebody else that has found a way to do it. Right. And the male jealousy in the male in this men's space exhibited that last week. All right. We saw two men do male jealousy because they were losing numbers. They weren't making money or they didn't find a way to make the money. And then they said, we're going to just go put a hit on this person. All right. So a guy like the person who took this man's life, he might have that mindset. Okay, well, I haven't figured it out. You have. So I'd rather not let you have it living forward as opposed to me getting it. It's sad. It's sad. So, yeah, you got to watch out for this whole thing about the community, right? So um, I would advise young brothers that if you are a mindset to be different than the people who you've uh, been raised by, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, your aunts, your uncles, whoever it is, your grandmammy, your great-grandmammy, whoever it is, and you think you have something better in life to offer than what they've all attempted to do and pretty much have failed, it is time for you to get out of the community. I mean, look, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You, you got to get out. You got to get out. Man, listen, I um, people are mentioning it now. Um, I lived in Southern California all throughout the gangster rap era. I mean, from the beginning, pretty much to where it stands now. Uh, with off and on periods of me leaving uh, California, you know, in, in, in spots. But I've always come back. In the height of NWA. In the height of NWA, once they put that the the second album out after Straight Out of Compton, them dudes did not live in Compton. They did not live in Compton. As a matter of fact, some of them lived in Agora Hills and pre-Calabasas, before Calabasas was Calabasas. All right, I think Easy E and the DLC lived in lived in Agora Hills. Okay, they did not live. They and and I later lived in Agora Hills or or with the high school there. They lived in the they lived in the cowboy sticks. At, at that point, Agora Hills was the cowboy sticks. Okay, so they did not. Yeah, and um, uh, a lot of the other brothers they went the other way. Uh, some of them went out to Pomona. Some of them went out further than that into Riverside. Them guys did not live in the hood, and they didn't really go back. I mean, they only went back to shoot movie music videos. You know, what I mean, they went to shoot music videos back there, but. They didn't live in those areas and they uh, managed to keep themselves alive. All right. Many of them lost their lives to some record label stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, it's it is what it is. That's what people have to understand. You can't come back to the hood once you get out. I think the hood Olympics is this. You make it stay out. You make it stay out. Don't come back. There's no sense of coming back. I think uh, remember Steven Jackson made that video. Oh, man, when you go to the spot, you got to check in. Why? Why check in? All right, keep your ass out of there. That's the thing here. Let's go through the list of murdered rappers. Here it is on Wikipedia here. Um, and, and as of recent, obviously, the people who got start off in hip-hop is pretty young genre. DJ Scott LaRock from the BDP era. Then you had Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. up here. Big L. And I might be skipping a whole bunch of people Um, and... Um, um, just going down, let's just talk about the people as of late. Takeoff adds to the list. He's already on the list here on Wikipedia. He's already on the list. November 1st, 2022. And um, the previous one, PNB Rock. Uh, Trouble, the guy in Atlanta who was visiting uh, 
a straggle daggle. You had Young Dolph, a lot of people in between all of that. King Von, Pop Smoke, Nipsey Hustle, okay, and uh, XS, XX, Tintashion. Uh, these are the people who are just jumping out at me. These are the guys that were pretty much the recent ones in the last three years. Okay, uh, Draco the Ruler, I believe that was a big one coming up. So just think about that and, and you know, forgive me for leaving some people off there. It's not intentional. However, check this out. This is the thing that we have to look at. You do this. Okay, this is your one life. We're going to get into this when we're talking about is loving a woman a weakness for a man. Okay, in this situation, your one life is used up by chasing these goals, making it. You hit the lottery. Um, <laughs> you hit the lottery. Somebody mentioned somebody. I was like, he's not dead. Okay, you hit the lottery and then you come back and then you lose your lottery ticket. Okay, I don't understand the mindset. After this, the only thing that he's going to be able to get from here on out, if anyone remembers him at all in the next five years, because the list is going to go on and on. The only thing he's going to get, and I want you to listen to this. Somebody says, he says, you got haters that like that too. Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah. Don't even get me started. That's why I do. We're going to talk about this and the loving a woman thing, because people talk about this. We'll talk about me. The only thing you're going to get is a mural. The only thing he's going to get if he's remembered at all is a mural. Okay, and I keep bringing that point up, and that's pretty much all that the community, men, members of the community can offer you at that point is a mural. And is that what you want to do all of this work for? Is that what you want to live for, is to be painted on the wall? Many of the people that he's surrounded by, hopefully, they're in a good financial position to leave a good lasting memory and legacy for him. But you work this hard to get out, only to come back, lose your life like a common street criminal or a thug, and then only get a mural in the end. Pretty sad. Pretty sad going forth. And yes, maybe he'll get some t-shirts. Uh, uh, as far as I know, I don't know much about Takeoff. I knew the other two rappers. I didn't. I wouldn't have known him by name. I knew uh, Quavo and Offset, obviously, because one of them is involved with Cardi B. And the other one I hear, I don't hear his name that much. I didn't hear Takeoff's name that much, but I wasn't that much. Um, engulfed in the Migos as an artist group. All right. So with that being said, I would say he's one of the lesser known Migos. I don't know. I might be wrong on that one. He might be one of the lesser known Migos. There's some graphic videos of this and photos. I don't want to show it. I don't want to make it about that. But this is just another point that I've been making for a lot of young men. It's time to get out. Okay. Somebody said he was the best of the vocalists. He was the low key member of the group. Okay. So. Yeah, he was probably the most low-key. I knew the other two more than I would know known him, just to say that. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the young man. But unfortunately, that's the situation. Man, sad, sad, sad. Man, so let's get into the contributors to today's show, man, because you guys are... You guys are uh, sounding off about this issue, man. And this is, you know, this is an issue that a lot of young, some people don't care about it, right? Or some people is like, yep, that's what we expect. But um, let's talk about this. And by the way, he lost it over a dice game. I mean, I mean, he's going back to the hood in Fifth Ward, one of the most dangerous areas of Houston, Texas. People live in Houston know Fifth Ward is not where you go. And he's at a bowling alley shooting dice in public, man. Albert Wesker says the next blue chip episode. Why not? 
to go to dice games. All right. Why not to go to dice games? Sad. All right. Lee says, rest in peace to take off senseless delete all over a dice game. I mean, come on, man. There's Las Vegas. There's a Riverboat casino. Got to be somewhere in Shreveport or New Orleans. I don't know if they have gambling in Houston. I'm sure they have gambling in Houston. Is there anywhere he could have gone? Other than going to a bowling alley in the fifth ward. I can't. I want to see the outside of this bowling alley. All right. Somebody said he crapped out. Crypto keeper coach. Where's takeoff's mural? He went back to the hood and got clapped playing dice made of millions. Dice. He says made of millions went back to the hood. We cannot go back to the hood. Do not go back to the hood. There's nobody there that owes you anything. <laughs> you owe nobody anything. Once you get out. Your goal is to stay out. Sorry. Sorry, people been mad at me for a long time. Prove me wrong. Well, the only way you can prove me wrong is to say, well, not everybody gets shot. Okay, that's true. But when then somebody does, now what happens? Because we've seen this happen. All right, this is why I, I'm in the desert storm bunker. This is why I be, you know, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination. I'm recognizable. All right. I would say one of every two times I go outside, someone recognizes me. All right. So it's that big. It's that big. Now, not enough people to sit in the bushes. Who knows? But sure, people are looking for me. People would love to have my address and come down and stalk me down. I'm sure uh, they'd be on camera doing it. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but they'd be on camera everywhere because the security and the Devil's Desert Store bunker is top notch. So whatever you do, you be on you be caught on various various forms of surveillance. Just even just approaching the door. However, however, the whole goal is to get up out of there, man. Look, you can't you can't be caught slipping. And um, uh, when we get to the loving a woman part, there's going to be a part where we talk about this lonely position. There's a lonely position in men's life that people who are normies don't understand. So when we talk about love, that point's going to come back. Shout out to Ladies Love Cool C. I can't understand why a successful black man stays in the community. Shout out to, he says, rest in peace to take off. Classy beats. The hood is not just a place. It is a mindset and a lifestyle. Get out of the hood and stay the F out. Rest in peace to take off. KT King, at times, it's best for men to walk away from women like Bill Bixby as Dave, wait, as David Banner at the end of the every episode of Incredible Hulk with the piano music. Yes, I wish I could play that one. I love that one. CGA is the Bruce Wayne of ish, and I'm the David Banner of this ish. Shout out to you. Thank you for all your help over on Locals. Raul, Raul says, Community L, number 200, 2,901 of the year. Reparation folks won't talk about this one. BLM, by large mansions, not showing up. To destroy Hustle Town. And where's LeBron James? Is he quiet on this one yet? Maybe he's still asleep. LeBron James sleeps a lot, so he might not be awake and have not got the news yet. Um, the dictator says, Coach, have you ever been to Yakima, Washington? My company wants me to make a move out there. I've been to a lot of places in Washington. Can't say I've been to Yakima specifically. I've been to a lot of places. I, I just don't know if I've ever touched down in Yakima. I love those places, by the way, names in, in, in Washington. But Washington, by the way, is a beautiful state. Washington's, the Washington state is a beautiful state. I can't say that about the people. The people are plain and average. Okay. But um, if you're going there, it's going to be plain and average people. 
a lot of uh, people, you know, that don't season their chicken. <laughs> they don't season their chicken in Washington. All right. Even the eastern part of Washington, eastern Washington's nice. Cheney and um, Spokane, those areas are nice, too. All right. But the people, the people, the people, the people, people, the people. All right. Shout out to Teddy KGB in the building. What do you got to say? Oh, yeah. He says, uh, he says, men, once you get your paper and your status improves, the way you move has to change. You are no longer a friend. You are a target and a resource, period. Point blank. The way you move got to be different. You can't just move the same. Nah. You can't, by the way, you can't hang out with people. Like, you can't be like, hey, uh, we're going to pick you up and we're going to take you. No. No, 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 no. We got to roll with my security team. Everything's got to be pre-planned. It's got to be like the Secret Service shows up. Okay? You got to ask for details. Like, you know, I talked about when I went to the SOS cast. Where is it? Who's going to be there? What do I need to know? And then if anything changes, you can be like, I'm not comfortable with the change, right? But um, everything's got to be pre-planned. You can't just be like, oh, um, we were going over here. Now they moved the party over here. Well, we can't go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need my security team. I need to know my people needs to know that the change occurred. Are my people there when I get there? You can't just be like, oh, you know, oh, we was going to go here and change last minute. Nope. Joe Jones, Stephen Jackson, not smart, trying to stay hood at 50. Sad. Stephen Jackson, man, that, that's a sad thing. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know what he's trying to do. He's trying to uphold gang culture and gang street rules. Street rules at 50. Bruh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Domain Stickum, true story. My friends with Benefit went to a Halloween party on Friday, and I ain't heard from her since. I think she found a new dude. Well, that's okay, too. Listen. Shout out to Galloway. Don't forget, it's Mo, move wait, Movember, gentlemen. He says, no shave November. Uh-oh. Shout out to y'all. Let's grow a beard. And let me do a couple more. Warhammer says, one of the reasons why I never went back to Miami, Florida. Yep. Yes, indeed. All right. Derek Choi says, hey, coach. He says, what, what was you going to, wait, what was your go-to 90s jam? He says, mine was I Miss You by Aaron Hall. Uh, probably some Tevin Campbell shit, you know. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute? Shout out to Big Doe Butter. He says, leave the community and don't look back. I don't care what anyone says or thinks. All right, let's get over to PayPal Cash App. You, this is your opportunity to voice off. Uh, listen, leave. Look, do not let them tell you you are a sellout for not coming back. Being black isn't what I'm trying to be. It's what I am. I'm running the same race and jumping the same hurdles you are, so why are you tripping me up? You said we need to stick together, but you don't even know what that means. If you ask me, you're the real sellout. Yes, the real sellouts. The real sellouts are people who allow takeoff to get deleted in Fifth Ward. Mm. All right, shout out to uh, and uh, shout out to DG Seymour. Shout out to you. Uh, Mr. Hendricks in the building. Shout out to you. You didn't drop. You didn't drop it. Elijah Hendricks says, for I got to donate the last few weeks. He says, whose fault is that? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Abbott Hiker Tuition, thank you for your hard work, coach. Salute. Turn the tassel. Turn the tassel. He says, X sued for custody, and he blames my absent. Wait a minute. It's, it's abbreviated. 
ex sued for custody, blames my absence for son. I'm not sure what that is, but and it's all Jermaine's fault. Yeah. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. So she sued for custody and then something happened and she blames the fact that you're not there. That's what it sounds like. And then she's blaming you. Yeah. Shout out to Jose V. He says, How about those DHS leaks? I don't even know what that's go- going on there. I got to catch up. Jones G, the culture offers nothing but despair. Get out. Okay, get out. You don't really know how desperate people are. I mean, listen, you might get disillusioned. You might say, I only make $75,000 a year. I only make $80,000 a year. I want to say this and say this pretty hardcore. Listen, you're almost one of the richest people in the world if you make $75,000 a year. Listen, look, look, I'm just telling you. I know it doesn't seem likely. I know people are like, really? (laughs) Yes, you're one of the richest people in the world. (laughs) I know we say stuff like $125,000 is is poor, right? We always say that. It ain't nothing nowadays. Yep, this is true. You're going to need 200 if you need 100. And today, in five years, you'll need 200 to live the same lifestyle. That is true. However, at 75K a year in the United States, you're in the top 30% of earners. Top 30% of earners. Now, whatever you have in debt and lifestyle choices and all of that stuff, that's your fault. So, yes, you can still live paycheck to paycheck at 75K. But around the world, the average, I'm sorry, not around the world, around America, the average person wait, makes probably 50, 50K. The average person makes 50K or less. There's a lot of people that barely make $20,000 household income. So if you're running around at 75K and you got a Toyota Camry or you got some sort of, you know, in in a two-bedroom apartment and you live by yourself, you're rich. I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) With that being said, if you're around broke people who don't make $25,000, and they're struggling, and you show up on the scene, you're a target. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. You're a target because they're at this particular point. They're going to be jealousy is going to ensue, especially around family members or uh, close family members, friends. Jealousy is going to ensue. You got to be careful out here. If you make six figure, if you make the under $100,000, you're in the top 20% of earners. If it goes up to 150 to 200, you are now in the top seven, eight percent of earners in the United States, let alone the world. Are you serious? Come on, brothers. And it's easy for you to get to that point. It's not, it's not like it's impossible. It's easy for a person to get. Well, it's relatively easy for many people to get to that point. They got to change their mentality. You got to change your mentality. Shout out to have space real travel. He says, I don't care what coach says, but. I'm a 10, baby. Yes, she is. You want, you want that old Y-hip saddlebag having ass girl. I know, I know, man. You know, you want to grip them hips. You want to grip them hips. You like them old cheesy hip ass women. That's okay. Listen, I get it. You know what I mean? That's You, you like her. This girl right here. He's talking about right here. She's a 10, baby. Where's she at? That old ass woman. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. Yeah, she ain't bad. 
She ain't bad. You like the little hippie, hippie, fat hip girl. She all standing like that, though. She was standing like that, poking her hip out. <laughs> she looked like, yeah, she should be having about eight babies with them hips. Those are baby making hips right there. Hey, ladies, if you built like that, you need to be pumping out babies. In a time past, you would have been a you would have been a breeder. <laughs> In times past, you would have been a breeder. That's all you're going to be. Speaking of breeders. All right, let me get back to these contributors. Uh, shout out to, uh, let's see here, no government name. Shout out to no government name. These celebrities need your coaching. He says, you've been saying run from the community. I've been saying run. He says, nothing happens good after 11 p.m. Rest in peace to another rapper. Thank God my black card was revoked 20 years ago. Yes, thank you for taking that. All right, and I'll take heed and say, all right, I'll stay out. <laughs> the white folks is burning crosses on my lawn at the moment. <laughs> I tell you, and dude, I'm telling you, when you're when you're a brother and you move out the hood, white folks be looking at you like, wait a minute. They don't look at you as a target. They're just confused. <laughs> They're like, now, wait a minute. How is he making it? Because, you know, white folks be struggling in the suburbs. If uh, truth be told, let's talk about the suburbs. White folks be faking it out here, faking it. They got their two jobs. They got their 2.2 kids, their dog, and dead up to their eyeballs. They just be like, damn, we barely making it. I'm having to rob banks on the side to make my mortgage. I got to work overtime, and my wife got to have a job, despite the fact that we got two kids, two minors, right? And they be looking at your ass like, and then you just, Cruiser to the hood with Joe, 9-11. You come through the gated community, the, the security guard looking at your ass. This nigga get a 9-11. All my white neighbors love me. They be like, hi. <laughs> yeah, they be making prom. White be, white be selling feet pictures. Dude, the wives be looking at me like, hi, Mr. Ninja. Looks like you're doing well for yourself. What, what exactly is it that you do again? I don't want I don't mean to pry, but what is it that you do? They be looking at you. <laughs> What do you, what do you, you know, my kids, friends be like, yo, daddy must be a rapper. Yep. Oh, yesterday, yesterday, I swear to God. So we had a, we had a, a guy that lived, uh, played for the Raiders that lived in my neighborhood. Uh, but then he got, he got, he got cut and traded to the, another football team. I don't want to give out too much detail, but he lives houses from me. I mean, he lives like three or four houses from me. And, um, but then he got cut or traded like right before the season started after like week three of the preseason. Then he went to the new team and he couldn't move until they had a bye week. So then he came back in the bye week, but his cars were just sitting out there. I didn't see him for weeks. So, so another neighbor yesterday, I get out of my truck, <laughs> I get out of my truck, park my truck. I'm getting out. And he was like, Hey, uh, I thought you got traded. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, I thought you lived in that house down there. I'm looking at him like, no, that's the other ninja. That's the other ninja. What's wrong with my camera? That's the other black guy that lives here. That's not me. <laughs> he was like, oh, that was the other. You know, he played for the Raiders. He's telling me all those by oh man, he played for the Raiders and all this. I was like, yeah, you know, and he got, yeah, he's with the new team. And <laughs> I'm like, do I look young enough to be playing football? I got a gray beard, bro. You know that dude didn't have no damn gray beard. He was like, oh, I thought you lived in that house over there. He was like, 
<laughs> he was an old white dude. He was an old white dude. I'm I'm getting the Venmo. I'm getting there. Uh, he was an old white dude. Bless his heart. He was all excited. I was going to go get an autograph from him. I was like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> all right. Shout out to Mr. New in the building. Newski. He says, so Quavo was gambling. Takeoff was watching. Uh-oh. Then Quavo started fussing because he was losing in the dice game. Basically, he got deleted by friendly fire. The guy was shooting at anything and hit his own man. Wow. Crazy. Oh, that's crazy. That That is sad. So Quavo was the one who kind of sparked it up. And yeah, man, the thing about hood shooters, they don't be shooting to hit targets. They just shoot to just start bucking. All right. They're going to hit 50, 11 people when they start shooting. So that's why you don't even want to see this. That's a lesson. You don't even want to be around the hood because when they get the bucking, they turn this gun sideways. They be like, buck, 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 booyaka shot. <laughs> you just be like, whoa, they don't have any training you know what i mean they don't have any firearm training they don't get their piece out and be like yeah you know what i'm saying scanning the room taking it in here yeah they'd be like you know elbow in tight you know finger right up here you know not on the trigger they just be like <laughs> they'd be like buck 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 booyaka shot you just be all up in the way buk, 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 buk. Getting shot up, yeah. You don't want to know. They won't. They don't practice at the gun range, so you don't want to be around. You don't even want to be around. Hey, two thirty in the morning. Let's let's watch people play dice. Nope, no. <laughs> they don't. They don't go in back up against the wall. You know what I mean? Clean the room, sweep, take their ish. None of that. <laughs> you don't want to be it. Uh, anyway, I don't mean to laugh at the scenario. Let's see here. I got to get these contributors to the show. Shout out to y'all, brother. Shout out to SAU says morning coach. He says last today is my last day on vacation. Have some good stories to share. Barbarian already destroyed the gate. We are in there. Let me catch up on. AD Austin, and then we're going to get somebody said break yourself. they be all putting the gun all up in there resting next to it. The, they'd be like. What's wrong? <laughs> yo, you'd be like, yo, what up, fool? What up, fool? Pulling a shirt up? No, hell no. Shout out to AD Austin. I was just talking to my brother Sunday about leaving certain people alone because they're in the bottoms. This doesn't happen in the other in, in the other community, SYSBM. Yeah, where's all the stories about the the other musicians getting shot up? Mm. I'm sure it happens, you know what I mean? Every now and then there'll be a musician to get shot up, but Crazy. Let me see here. Okay. All right. Shout out to Albert Ingram. He says a rapper named Takeoff was deleted in Houston last night, and 14 kids were shot in Chicago last night during a drive-by. Whoa. He said the community time is done. <laughs> Chicago, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? That's crazy. Chicago. Wow. All right. Uh, Eddie says, I was coming from the barbershop today when a girl – I met, I had sex with back in April of 2022. She told me she recently had a baby and had a midlife crisis, meaning she was addicted to drugs. She's 28, got a boyfriend while doing sex work. Now she's looking to change her ways. Nope. Nope. 
Bye-bye. All right, Dakota says, listen to every show, Coach. Keep up the good work and keep spreading the message. While these monkey simps sitting up there, ain't nobody worshiping them or worshiping them. <laughs> yeah, worshiping them. Shout out to Money uh, Macaroni Tony, Coach. On behalf of the Coach Gang, pause the album release and switch genres to country or pop because every time a rapper drops an album, they getting switched, cheesed up 50, 11 times. I know, man, I, I'd love to do. I need to switch to country. No, R&B is cool. I'm going to stay in R&B. No, no more rap for me. No government name. Hey, coach. So apparently the shooting happened in downtown Houston, not the Fifth Ward. Okay. All right. Um, And he says it doesn't really change much because ninjas go ninja. This story hits home because I'm a Houstonian and 28 brothers and 28 brothers lead the community. Ain't nothing going to happen good or at all after 9 p.m. Yeah. If you're going to live in the community, you got to be in the house. Macaroni Tony, I give you credit. You said weeks ago, I'm not going out to kick it just because you invited me. Remember that one? He says, gentlemen, know your surroundings and it's okay to miss some parties and kick it sessions. Allegedly, it was friendly fire too. Oh, no. He says, last thing, hire some real uh, security, not your homies. Yeah, this goes into the whole check-in and all that stuff. Some of these people can't protect you. And are they really going to snitch on who really shot the brother, right? So, Let's say it was friendly fire or um, um, another by person shot them. They're going to go into the no snitch and all of that stuff. And it's just going to be a waste. OK, it's a waste of your time. You don't want that politics. You want to be able to get the people who shot you, at least if you get shot. OK, thank you, brothers, for the earlier contributions to today's show. We're going to get on to the next program here, which is Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. And this is going to be a woman. Okay, this is going to be a woman. Oh, by the way, Hafiz, are you pleased that we didn't talk about women in that one? Right. We got to check in with Hafiz. We talked about something other than that. I guess it was a little nihilistic, but. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, this is a woman who can't put her fat rear end into one airline seat. And the people in the comments are protecting her. What in the hell is going on here? This has got to be a joke. Uh, let's see what's going on here. I, I don't know what's going on here. Let's see something. Hold on for a second. I got to actually uh, take a, a 20 second break here. And uh, I, I got to move an item to which we, this is a do Biden. Let's just say that. Hey, I told you to do Biden. Now we done lost a damn vote. We done lost a vote. That's going to go to Trump. God damn. Worshiping these people like they're fucking God. Ain't nobody worshiping them. But God damn it, Chris. We need somebody in there with motherfucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> for he vote independent. All right, let's get to this woman right here. Um, somebody says that uh, the airline seats are getting smaller. That I don't know because I haven't gotten bigger. But here we got a guy. This is a woman right here um, who said she's too fat 
traveling and that that um, she's going to be seated next to someone who can't sit in the middle seat. OK, let's go ahead and play her story here. I got to refresh the screen. Uh, let's see here. I'm a fat woman traveling. And she said you might not be able to hear her. She's from Toronto. Her name is Kayla Logan. And she says, I'm a fat woman traveling. Not only that, you are a mask wearing woman traveling. I know what's going on with the masks. The mask. These people are crazy, bro. Hey, what kind of story is this? All right, let's go ahead and play it. There she is in all of her glory. Yeah, definitely. She's a slow Tuesday for show. Uh, she says she did. She's sitting halfway on the next person. She said, if, in case the person's fat phobic, she's worried that the person might be fat phobic. Put this armrest up during takeoff and landing. And I just like honestly don't know how this is going to go. And there's just like so much fear. She has fear. Okay, I'll read kind of what she's saying here. Somebody kind of quoted what she's saying. She has so much fear that now she's loaded her rear end into the seat, into the economy seat, and she knows somebody's going to come with the ticket because they might tell you in the airlines, this is a full flight. All right, when you hear that, you already know there ain't going to be no empty seats. And so she knows somebody's going to come look at her and be like, you're flying as a fat person because like, Okay. All right, so she has a fear of flying. This is what she says right here. Uh, Travel Noir says, this is very relatable and changes need to happen. Mm. Wait a minute. They said, this is very relatable and changes need to happen. I'm confused. I'm not a large person. I don't know if the seats have gotten smaller. Some people believe that the airlines are put in smaller seats. I don't know this to be true. But isn't that a, your problem and not the airline's problem? They're trying to right, make a little bit more money and, and squeeze your ass into economy. But you could have got a business class seat. You could have also got a first class seat. You could have also bought two seats. Or you could have lost some weight. Like you got... Kind of, you know what I mean? If they're dictating the change, you got to make the change or you got to be left out, right? Or you got to pay more. Like, I'm, in my opinion, she's probably gotten bigger as the seat's gotten smaller, <laughs> right? Listen, we already know that in the last two years of COVID, people have gained weight, right? People have gained weight, an extra 20, 30 pounds. So if, let's just say the airlines did make smaller seats. Why are you getting bigger? You admit you got to admit you gotten bigger over time over the last two years. Isn't that your problem? So this is not relatable to me at all, unless my ass is squeezed in between you, which that's a problem when you solo travel and you travel economy, they'll move you around. They'll change your seat. I don't know if you know that <laughs> because a lot of times people will change their seats to sit next to family members. They'll get an automatic seat. And then they'll be like, oh, I want to sit next to my 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 family member. And then if you're traveling alone or they sit you travel alone, they'll move your seat. You'll show up unless you check in nice and early. Even when you check in early, they'll move your fucking seat. All right. I hate that. But anyway, let's hear what these people got to say. 
It says right here, telling someone to buy two seats in this economy is ridiculous. Can we tell you to lose weight? No, we can't tell these people to do nothing. It's always everybody else's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. says right here, I know there's a lot of plus-size people who are fearful of flying because of fat phobia. They're uh, worried about not fitting in the seat and the seat belts not fitting. <sighs> Needing a seatbelt extender and honestly sitting next to someone who isn't cruel to them just because they're fat. This is a situation. Listen, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. This is a situation you can change yourself. Right? This, this has all the personal accountability on you. I don't know why this is everybody else's problem. Because this situation, this condition is very much something you can change on your own. I mean, even if you hired someone to do a lap band surgery, you can change this. You can change your habits. You can change your workout ability. You can change your eating habits. You can ch Now, it's going to take some time. But making everybody else adjust around you when you're not taking personal accountability of yourself is selfish. It's super selfish. This is selfish. I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. It says right here, Kayla Logan from Toronto shared a TikTok video saying that the Air Canada aircraft seating was very uncomfortable. The video was filmed during her flight from San Diego to Toronto and has gone viral. She says, quote, I had to sit with half my bruh. She said, I had to. No, you chose to. I had to sit with half my body in the aisle for five and a half hour flight. It was painful to say the least. <laughs> we shouldn't have to buy business class just to have equal access to seats that fit on flights. Wow, goodness. It is all Jermaine Fong. It's always Jermaine Fong. Um, Let's read the comment section here. There's one person in support of the airline. Seats are made to maximize money for the company. If you own the airline, you would do the same thing. They're not responsible for your weight. You need to travel in comfort. Pay that extra money. Okay. And everybody's in here. Here's a woman. Nope, this is a man. Meanwhile, none of these mean and nasty comments take into consideration that airplane engineers and designers have been actively cutting passenger space for years. But yeah, blame her. For your limited ability to consider she's not the problem. How is she not the problem? How is she not the problem? What's wrong with people, man, with this bullshit? Here's another woman. She looks to be big herself. Airplane seats keep getting smaller and smaller. Take the hint. I mean, come on. Compare planes in previous decades to now feels like packing sardines. It's uncomfortable even for various sizes of people. Can't even stretch your legs. Oh, my God. I tell you, man, I, I, I hate sharing the world with some people like this. First of all, buy a business class seat. <laughs> Second of all, buy a first class seat. Oh, I shouldn't have to pay. Okay, get your ass back there and coach packed in like sardines. What do what you have choice in the matter or lose some weight? It's not my fault. Well, I don't make enough money to buy business class. Well, what do you want people to do? People want you basically to stop the world and let them off whenever they want. Stop the world. Let me off. Okay. I'm ready to get back on. Let the world keep turning. This is actually crazy. 
People are going nuts, man. I swear to God, and I swear, I, I swear these people are nuts. Here's a woman right here, or a lawyer from the DMV. The seats are smaller, period. You're rubbing up against the people beside you regardless. Okay, buy a business class, first class seat. Same thing can be said about extremely tall people, correct? Now, that's a great point. This person is saying, well, what about tall people? Yes, what about tall people? I'm not tall, and I'm cramped up in them seats. And I can only imagine, I, I can barely stretch out. I can only imagine a guy that's six foot three cramped up in the back, um, all the way in the back of um the back of the airplane. If you're six three and you're sitting in the middle seat, that's gotta be very uncomfortable. But are people complaining? Are people worried about you? Are people telling you to buy two seats? No. Well, because you can't change it. But I'm sure if you're six foot three, you gotta consider that before you uh buy a ticket way farther in the back. You're going to have to sit in that um, emergency row or you have to sit somewhere else, right, in the business class. So you would take the initiative to buy a bigger seat. But these people are actually have something they can control. And she then ran to the court of public opinion. Okay. The court of public opinion. To make the airlines feel guilty to try to make a little bit of a dollar. I don't blame the airlines for this one. I blame her in that situation because she's got full control of the situation. All right, let me get to some super chats. And um, get on with the day's show. Where are we at here? Shout out to, um, and Domain Stickham says, uh, his friends with benefits went to a Halloween party and you haven't heard from her since. What is it? That Wait, that was yesterday? Yeah, she found a new dude. It is okay. Hey, friends with benefits, you got to be non-emotional about. Just go ahead and get the cheeks. And if she finds somebody new, be ready. All right. It's actually doing you a favor. If you have a girl and you're clapping her cheeks, six-week rule, six-week rule. If you go past six weeks, whatever happens to you is your fault. Anything before six weeks is her fault. So if she hops to another guy, that guy did you a favor. Go find you a new girl. <laughs> Red Pill Corner says... He says, one of my girlfriend's relatives who I trust recently told me she has extensive mental health issues in the past and may still have them, but she never told me. You must you must uh, thank whoever the hell that is that told you that. Thank whoever the hell that is that told you that that person has mental health issues. A lot of times, family members will not tell you or share that information, or friends will not share that information with you, and you will take on that that issue um, yourself and think you can help the person. I'm going to tell you this right now. Leave. Do not deal with anyone who has mental health issues. Not long-term, all right? It's going to be one of your saving graces. Do not deal with them because you cannot change them, and all you're going to be is the excuse as to why they haven't recovered from their mental health issues politely walk away as soon as they acknowledge i'm on um i'm on antidepressants i think uh, i think about deleting myself i'm sad all the time i'm not happy i don't know why they're stressed out they have anxiety get out don't deal with them i made this mistake do not deal with them take that as a warning side to leave them do not feel like you're the superhero all you're going to be is at the end, the reason why her her uh, mental illness was heightened, right? Because if something goes wrong, it's going to be your fault, guys. It's going to be yours. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Jermaine, 
even when you sat there and you helped her and you tried to get her to go to counseling and therapist or you knew she was in therapy, you're going to say one thing and it's going to trigger her. You're going to trigger her. OK, you're going to be laughing. Somebody's going to delete themselves. You're going to be like, oh, well, and you're going to say something about somebody deleting themselves. They're going to go nuts ballistic on you. And there's nothing you can do. Get out. Don't deal with mental health issue people. I don't care. And if, if you're a man and you have mental health issues, my advice to you is stop dating. Fix yourself. You're not healthy. Do not date anyone. <laughs> do not date any women out here. And far too many people, far too many people are out here trying to date and they're mentally unstable. Leave them alone. Okay, shout out to you. Shout out to Red Pill Gamer. Leave them alone. Let they let they ass die off on an island by themselves. I don't care. It ain't your problem. If they can't get over their mental health issues and they're in their 20s and they're already busted, their teens and already busted, dude, they ain't got no hope in hell. Many of them will latch in onto relationships as the only thing that makes them feel good. It's the only thing that makes them feel good, but that goodness is not going to last, right? Because we already know how love lasts, right? Love is going to wane off, and she's going to return back to mentally unstable. That. All right, shout out to Red Pill Gamer. He says, what should I do, CGA? I was going to propose. Do Leave her ass on an island and, yeah, eject, eject, eject. Get an airline ticket. Move to another county. Get far away from her. Back away from the mental health issue people. Call the people with the straight jackets. She is the island. Abort mission. The dictator laughing my ass off. Coach, we found your... <laughs> Wait. I'm not sure what that is. We found your black community in Watts. He says, baby low crib projects. He says, just check in. Or that's where my black card is in Watts. He says, just check in before you pack it up. And RIP to the Raiders season. Yeah, the Raiders are done. They're done. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't got no family in Watts. <laughs> that's where my black card is. Trollo's Pantene hair weave is in the building. Shout out to Trollo. Appreciate him for being here again, watching my today's show. I don't know. All right. Uh, Simon Small is back in the building. Thank you, sir. ACDC coach Hafiz would be like, there's still two more Migos left. Stop focusing on the negatives. <laughs> Why are you always talking about the one that got shot? We should be talking about the two that are left. <laughs> Forget the statistics, coach. We're going to throw statistics all completely away. All right. Nope. Nope. No statistics. Cali West Miami takeoff went there to celebrate Jazz Prince's birthday. Even the birthday boy knew to get his ass out there before the deleting began to happen. So I don't know who Jazz Prince is. I'm sorry, but for a second, but I have a rule when I go to parties, this is a weird rule. Okay. This is a weird rule. Not everybody is down with this. If I go to a party, I don't care if it's a safe party. If it's a 50 year old suburban couples party, housewife birthday party, I don't care. My rule is to do the Irish goodbye. I believe it's the Irish goodbye. Okay, and I do this right before 10 30 11. All right, 10 30 11. If I do go out, 10 30 11. Okay, I know after 11 o'clock, foolishness is about to ensue. I don't care where you are, I don't care where you are. Right around, oh, it's Jay Prince's uh, son. Shout out to Jay Prince. Right around 11 o'clock, 
when the alcohol, the, the third alcoholic drink kicks in, that's when the foolishness about to start. I don't care if it's a wife who's sloppy drunk who starts grabbing your package or looking at you like a piece of meat. I don't care if it's a ninjas. The ninjas show up. You know, the ninjas already show up at 11 o'clock. They show up when ninjas is already, you know, you kind of tipsy going in the drunk. That's when they show up to act up. Okay. That's when the girls getting sloppy drunk, the dudes, the husbands, you don't know what the hell's about to go on right around 10 30, 11. That's when I dip out. Yeah. Somebody said that's when I arrive. No, 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 no. That's when the bullshit start. That's when the hoodlums arrive. That's when the hoodlums arrive and the hot chicks, <laughs> all the hot chicks arriving at 11. That's when they come in here and you know what's going to happen. As soon as they enter into the party, the whole room is like. Because the, the, the hot chicks pre-gamed and they want to arrive right when everybody's drunk. Right. So they can get drinks from the goofy guys. The whole room. There's a vacuum. OK, so you in there just cool. And then around 11 o'clock, the bullshit start happening. What I do is I dip the hell out quietly. I don't tell nobody I'm leaving. I don't tell nobody where I'm going. Normally, by the time people have figured out that I have left, I be in my pajamas in bed like this. Hey, man, where you at, Sean? Yo, Sean. Hey, yo, where you at, Sean? We noticed you wasn't here. It'd be 11, 12, 1. Guess what happens? The bullshit. Oh, man, you missed it, Sean. Ninjas got the buck, 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 booyaka shot. They got the busting and people got the fighting and dudes are starting to grab and hose. And <laughs> I don't tell nobody that I left. I just dip the hell out. I don't walk around the room. See you later. See you later. You know what's going to happen is, you know what's going to happen? Soon as you be like, yeah, it's 1045. It looks like I'm going to get out of here before the bullshit starts. Oh, man, you party pooper, man. You ain't cool. Man, you need to stay, man. We just getting started, man. Man, stick around just a little bit, man. Let me get you a drink. Hey, Sean, let me get you a drink to put the drink in my hand, Sean. All right, I guess I'll stay. Book, 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 booyaka shot. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't leave. I don't, I don't announce that I'm leaving. I just be like, I, I walk to the door. And I get my last look. Nobody sees me at the door. Nobody sees me about to dip. Nobody runs after me and says, where are you going? I was just going to suck your salami in the bathroom. None of that shit that you think you're going to miss happens when you're going to the door. Oh, I had one more drink and I was going to let you bone me in the bathroom. None of that shit happens. I turn around and I get my last look. Everybody's all sucked into their own little thing. And I dip. <laughs> I get the valet to bring my car around, hop in the car, quiet as hell, be in bed. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? Guess what? I have never missed something good. I want to tell you guys, people are like, man, this lame. I have never missed something good that happened. Oh, man, you left. And all the hoes start stripping naked and letting everybody get a poke. You know what I mean? Or this girl asked about you and said she was going to have a salami sucking contest with her and her friends, but you left. Or it rained down money on everybody and everybody got to pick up any dollar amount. Nothing good happened. Nothing good, man. You missed it. A bunch of strippers came in and started lap dancing on everybody. <laughs> 
Nothing ever has good has happened that I regretted. Damn, I'm damn, I missed it. I was in home in bed too early. See what I'm talking about? It's nothing. I've been here a long time, guys. I've been to plenty of parties and nightclubs and all of that shit. Now, one time have I ever regretted, damn, I should have stayed. Most of the time, I was happy that I left when I left. So think about that. <laughs> think about that. Let me go over to, um, oh, I got one more. Grant said six foot two, 260 pounds. I'm in a flight school in uh, Cessna. Wow, I'm in flight school in a Cessna 172 where the seats are way too small. And they're way smaller than the airline seat. I have to pay extra because of my weight, but I understand. Shout out to you, man. Man, I'm jealous that you're taking flight classes. All right, that's one of my goals, man. Have goals. We're going to get to these goals in a minute. Oh, man, Mr. Bobo in the building. Happy Taco Tuesday. Watch out for the gordita. Shout out to the gorditas. We got to show our girl it's Tuesday. He says today. Is the day of the dead. Watcher six. Shout out to my brothers and the uh, my Latinos and all the primos and tias and tios and abuelas. Today is the day of the dead. All right. Shout out to you. XL Pro Services. Uh-huh. Damian Bird says, coach, I missed that warm embrace. Where is it at? She wants to wrap you in my warm embrace and I make it last forever, yes, baby. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Oh, shout out to this super chat right here. We want to talk about this, my man. You'll owe, he says, you'll owe nothing. Shout out to you, Mr. Klaus. New, 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 new world order. He says, Hey, coach, been dating a divorced woman of two for six months. She lied that she was on the pill. And has been letting me roar all up in them sweet watery guts. Now she's pregnant. Give me the prices wrong. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Yo, so I'm raw dog. Yo, so I'm raw dogging this chick, right? She goes, yo, I'm on birth control. You can just bust a nun on me whenever you want. And you know what I did? I busted. So now this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. It's not a game out here, guys. It's not a game, man. This is real, real life. And, of course, if she's pregnant, we don't know if it's your baby because she's, oh, she's divorced. Uh, guys, uh, if she's recently divorced, it could be anybody's baby because they be going on a whole phase like crazy. So, uh, guys, that's just the reality of the situation, right? If you're dealing with a divorced woman and she's under the age of 42 and she's already had kids, her pipes still work. She hasn't got a hysterectomy. She hasn't tied her tubes. Her pipes still work and her body's still able to get pregnant. If she's Latina and she's under 50, she can still get pregnant. Mm. All right. So be careful out there. Uh, be careful out there. Uh, roaring in the guts. It's going to be your fault. That's the six month rule we told you about. I say six weeks and just replace. So woo, let's go ahead and give him a rest in peace. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Kev. He says, talking to an ex, always bull in the ring. Thank you, sir. Yes. So you're talking to your ex, and uh, she might have another boyfriend, but there's always another bull in the ring. Guys, women are never single. Uh, many women will tell you. Talk to a modern woman today. She'll tell you. Even they'll, they'll tell you. I have all these options. I have men sliding in the DMs. They're always talking to someone else. 
Uh, never think you're the only lonely guy. Never think you meet a woman and you're the only guy in her life. Cesar Ramirez says, get him, daddy. Indeed, he says, play the get him, daddy. And we got uh, Mr. Clarence says, Communita breaking news takeoff from the Migos is dead. Yes. And uh, yes, we did that earlier in the show. Oh, we doubled up on him. And uh, let's see here. No government name. CGA, the last rapper deletion frustrates me. He says, we're all the only race. We are the only race that doesn't separate from the Pookie and the Ray Ray class. Once we get successful, every other race does it, but ninjas celebrate them and put them at the forefront, shaking my head. I've always been a proponent. A lot of people on YouTube, particularly you would say the black sector of YouTube. I don't know why there's always a segregation. This is the black sector or something. Like, why can't everybody mix in in the United States? Why we, I, I get it. You need your own voice. Okay, whatever. But people, uh, I lose a lot of black viewers from my philosophy about particularly classism. I am a classist. I'm not a racist. <laughs> I'm not even racist against my own people. I am a classist, though. And I don't hang around with low-class people. Now, if a certain group of people tend to be low class and I avoid them, well, that's not because of their race. It's because of their class. Mm. All right. I'm a pure classist. I'm not even bougie. I'm like, if I was white, I would live in the top of the castle. You know what I mean? Like, if I was a different, I would be like, I'm getting away from every Do I get away from people. It's not just black people. It's people. I don't like even low-class white people. I'd be like. <laughs> so, brothers, if you're a brother and you're a black person, it's not you. It's not just you. I don't hang around low-class people. You know what I mean? I'd be looking at low-class people like. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. When I lived in Newport Beach, Huntington Beach is to the north of Newport, and to the south is Laguna Beach. Those Three places, they're close to each other, but they're way different. They're, they're, they're way different from the next um, small little city. Newport people and Corona del Pomar people look at Huntington Beach people and be like, they don't let people come through, right? They be like, mm -mm. and everybody looks different. Same thing in Laguna Beach. People are more liberal. And you know what I mean? It's a, it's a whole different vibe. And when I chose to live in those places, I chose Newport because I was like, I'm more Newport than I am Huntington Beach or Laguna. And they're white people. <laughs> These are white folks that I literally was like, I can't live around them. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Somebody says, put the disclaimer up. <laughs> All right. Oh, this show does not promote hate or harm. So even when it came to suburban choice, I still was looking at majority of white folks at Huntington was like, nah, I can't kick it with them. Like, I can't live around them. So that had nothing to do with race. I still segregated myself from uh, now. These people are cool. They are cool. Um, but sometimes they get into bullshit. Sometimes they be staying up to two and three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you live next to them and your whole place smells like marijuana because they smoke it. And it's going through all of your vents because that's how Huntington Beach is. They're like, hey, this is Huntington Beach. Your neighbor's going to be smoking the weed out 24 seven. And I was like, I don't want that. I'm going to move over to this part where. More than likely, that's not going to happen. You see what I'm saying? So when, But the point I was making is, the point I was making is when it comes to 
black folks in particularly, we need to start making classes of black folks. We're the only ones that don't have a class distinction, a specific class distinction between people in our own group. When it comes down to bullshit, we all got to be thrown into the same pot. Everybody else has a class system. <laughs> Everybody has a class system where they be like, that's trailer park trash. All right, those are the skaters. Those are the people who be smoking the weed out. These are the exclusive people. These are the people who live behind the gated community. These are the people. And they don't, they don't cross-pollinate. They don't cross-pollinate, meaning they sector themselves off and everybody figures out what area you're going to go into based on who you are class-wise. And again, Laguna Hills people or Laguna Beach people are more hippie, more liberal. That's right next to the most conservative county or conservative part of the county, Newport and Corona Del Mar. These people act super conservative, which they're not. There are many swingers there. But the whole identity is conservative. Next to them is a liberal county. The north of that is a straight-up surf USA, smoke out, skate. They segregate themselves by class. Now, when it comes to black folks, we all get thrown in the same pot. No matter if you suburban, you make $200,000, you make 2 million, you make 100,000. For some reason, let me just I, I, let me just say, look. Newport people would never be hanging out at 2:30 in the morning in Huntington. You will never catch a Newport person caught dead hanging out with the skater crew and the surfer crew in Huntington. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Let me give you another example. If a group of Huntington people came to Newport, and these we're talking about white people. If they came to Newport and hung out till 2 in the morning in Newport, the police will be called on them. They will call the police on them. They will be like, there's like 10 people from Huntington. They all got the HB baseball cap on with the flat bill. Tattoos on tattoo sleeves. The girls in the, they're out here at two. And they would get arrested. <laughs> with that being said, we don't have that. We can have a man that is worth two, three, four million dollars, believing that it's okay to him to go hang out in downtown Houston or Fifth Ward. And yeah, he belongs there. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he don't belong there. Why? Because there's a distinction between these people. They're not one of the same anymore because of, not because of race, because of class. He's outclassed them. He's now a target. He don't belong there. Why is this hard to understand? I don't think that's no pro. I don't think there's a problem with that because now he made himself vulnerable by being there. Oh, well, he was around his own kind. I say he was not around his own kind. He was around people he shouldn't have been around at that hour in the night. That's just, this is my opinion. I know I lose people on that one. I know people want to just, no, nah, no, nah, we, if we were here, because people are going to say, no, nah, we supposed to be in this together and protect each other. The man's literally dead. Who protected him? So we've got the idea that we're supposed to roll together and protect each other. But many of these brothers end up dead with no protection. Somebody explain this shit. This could be a whole show. We maybe we'll do a call in show. <laughs> but I believe class. There's a reason for a class distinction. Usually it breaks down on economics or upbringing or lifestyle. 
you're rarely ever. I talked about this in dating. And I said, if you meet a, a, a white Kaylee who grew up in the suburbs in a gated community in a five bedroom, 300,000 square foot house, she's going to have a problem dating down in class long term. Yes, you will be able to be around her short term. All the Matt guys was like, I had a lot of rich girlfriends, white girlfriends. <sighs> and is she your girlfriend now? Nope. No. So shut up. You had her for a short period of time. And then what happens? There was that moment of truth. And then you probably parted ways or she parted ways. I don't want everybody with short-term success always touting their short-term success. That's not success. All right. That's just your short-term blip. She rolled the salami and then she dipped the hell out of there when reality hit. But if you were trying to date her long-term and, and getting introduced to her family and getting introduced into her country club, like, and She's supposed to move into your two-bedroom apartment. It ain't going to work. <laughs> She's going to be like, I'm not going backwards in lifestyle. Women do not go backwards in lifestyle. Why? Because that's class. She's like, why would I go completely backwards like this for a long term? Because she might ask, how long are we going to live in this two-bedroom apartment? Forever. She's like, you're comfortable with this? Yeah. She's going to be like, she's going to be like this. Ain't going to work because she already knows she's going to hear it from her family members. Why? It had nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with class. For a short term, yes. For maybe a year lease, yes, she might do it. And her family going to talk her out of it. Her family's going to say, what the fuck are you doing? That ninja going nowhere. And she's going to dip on you. And then you're going to think, man, well, I get all these rich girls. For yeah, you get them for a period of time. And then she wakes the hell up or somebody wakes her up. That's called class. Is it fair? No, but that's what it is. <laughs> Had nothing to do with color. It was just like, I'm not going backwards in life. So if you get to a situation where you're amigos, you go forward in life, don't go backwards. The point of class is not to go backwards. And we need a class distinction in our race because we keep saying that, oh, our people was back there in the hood. No, they're not. <laughs> no. My people ain't back there. I left. Why is why is they always there? <laughs> why is they always there? Why are they always sitting up there? Let me get to the rest of the show. This could be a great conversation. I think for, for this conversation, I'll be honest, there's no precise answer. But we need to start exploring it. We need to start exploring it. I'm of the impression that those aren't my people. Somebody help me out here. If you disagree, voice your disagreement on this one. I get it. You disagree. But uh, maybe it's because you're still in the hood. I don't know what to tell you. You disagree because you're still there. All right. Okay. That could be a problem, too. That could be a problem because you don't know what there is opportunity-wise different. Okay. Where does LeBron James live at? Where does he live? Does he live in the hood? Does he live in the black bourgeois, bourgeois, the black bougie neighborhood? Does he live in Ladera Heights? Does he live in Akron, Ohio? No. 
I believe he lives in Brentwood or somewhere near that. Yeah, he lives in Brentwood. He 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 don't he live where OJ lived around all them whites or those. Can I say it? New 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 world order. small hats. He's not dumb. <laughs> and somebody's gonna say, well, he got his house spray painted. Uh, house ninja leave leave out the neighborhood. Where's the evidence? I highly question, highly questionable that he got his house spray painted on in the area he lives in. And if he did, it was some teenagers that did it. It wasn't a group of 30-year-old suburban housewives going up there to spray paint his house. But I haven't seen hide nor hair of any evidence. I think he's lying about that. But that's just my opinion. And I lived in Thousand Oaks and all of those areas. Let me just tell you. Celebrity, black celebrities live there. They don't be living in the hood. So that's called class. Yeah, he look, he lived in a gated community, exclusive gated community, and somebody went and sprayed. Guys, anybody who believes that, that has any ounce of intelligence and knows what suburban communities look like, he probably lives in a house worth $20 million. You know you can't get access to that house. <laughs> you can't run up to that house and just be like, the neighbors don't see you. Nobody sees you. The camera at the gate doesn't pick you coming up in and out. They don't come take pictures and show it. I know this. I worked in suburban neighborhoods and gated communities. There's gated communities within gated communities. In gated communities, there's poor sections of the gated community. <laughs> I was just going off right here. I don't know if you know. In gated communities, there's houses that the other dudes be, the other people be snobbing about. Oh, you live on that side of that. <laughs> you live on that side of the gated community. Oh, you're in the entry level. You're in there with the, uh, you're in the cul-de-sac with the, uh, I can't even think, with the green, with the green belt. Oh, yeah, I don't live over there. I live on this street. Yeah, and don't rent inside the gated community. They really be looking down. He's a renter. I actually lived in, I actually worked in this community called uh, Newport Coast. Kobe Bryant lived in this community. This isn't his specific community. He had another house. There's gated communities in the gate. <laughs> in the gated community, once you get in the gate, there is a, you go up the hill and there's another gated community, bro. <laughs> Just let y'all know how how crazy class is in America. Class is a big deal. Even folks in a gated community are snobbish enough to live in another gate against the gated community people. But ninjas all, we all together. Nope. All right, let me stop. Anybody knows what community I'm talking about in Newport Coast? That, that is true. They got 10 gated communities inside of the main gate. That's how big classes they're like we're better than those people and of course those houses up there in the gated community inside the gated are 60 million dollar houses so they're like oh your house is only worth three or four million dollars we need to gate against you Woo! so we need to have this conversation about class for sure do people regret getting divorced oh <laughs> he said give me a break Oh, it's big time out there, brother. When class is class, because look, I actually had a guy, one of my clients who was on the Forbes list. He's on the Forbes list. 
but his house was like $10 million. And it was not that big, but it, this is Crystal Cove. People know about it. It wasn't that big. It was nice, but in terms of what you would think, you wouldn't think it's a $10 million house. It's a $10 million house. From his from his yard, you can see the ocean. So that's why it was $10 million. I could stand, there's pictures of me on Instagram. I think I took them down of me in his backyard. And I'm in his, I'm in his pool. Me and my kids are in his pool. And you can see the ocean right there. Okay, the ocean. So this is prime real estate. Up above is another hill. And you can see a house. It looks like a hotel. That house is worth 60 million from his house. And that house is beyond the gate. He's already be in the gate. The $10 million house is in the gate. The house above that you can see looks like a hotel is a $60 million house. And it's in a gated community. <laughs> it's crazy. So um, it's that's how different classes and those people look at down at the other people. They're like, eh, is this right? No, but I think people are trying to be safe. People are trying to be safe. Um, uh, let's see here. Well, where are we at? Do people regret their divorces? Let's go into this right here. We talk about marriage and divorce quite a bit. There's an article that someone shared to me on locals. Uh, divorce people are confessing why they regret getting a divorce. And it's heartbreaking. I would say that's pretty heartbreaking. It's sad because divorce is a very big deal. A lot of people will take their ex-wife back after she dragged him through a divorce. And you don't realize that for a person to divorce you, it's almost like the next thing they could have done was just kill you. I mean, the next thing they could have just killed you. Some people divorce because of impulse, right? They have a feeling, and then that feeling seems like they can't get out of it, and they see no way out. That's what we call the stage of the bait-and-switch stage, or some people will call it the uh, stage of, um, oh, I'm lost of the word, but anyway, the crisis stage of the relationship, and they see no way out, so they divorce. And then they get out of the crisis, or they realize, oh, maybe I divorced him for the wrong reason, and then they regret it. That's like saying, I killed someone and regretted it. I wish they were back alive. No. If you divorce someone, it's an intent. And if you used your feelings because you got divorced, I'm not happy. Just go ahead and take the L. Let me share some of these stories here um, of people who divorced and regretted it. Here's a woman here. Her name is Katsy, Katsy Kate. Katsy Kate. I cheated on him. Oh, man. We talked about this yesterday. Women are more likely to cheat on men than vice versa. I was sure that was the end of it, and I needed to punish myself. He was willing to try to work it out, though, but I thought the damage was done and that I needed to move on to find happiness. I'm not happy. <laughs> I think any people who use happiness as a gauge of where they are in society, they're weak. I know this is not a popular thought. I think you're weak. I think you're a weak individual. And there's a lot of weak individuals. So if you disagree with me, it's because you're weak. Mm. Like, happiness is not, you know, as a man, happiness is not on the top of my priority list. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, am I happy today? Oh, I wasn't happy today. Like paying the bills, rent, making sure my kids got food on the table, making sure I'm working my way up, up the hierarchical ladder, making sure I'm so, uh, safe and secure. Like those things are like way at the top of the list. Am I enjoying myself at my job? 
I think that's way down the list. I could do a job that I look, I don't have to enjoy it. I got to do it. I think it's weak. Now, peace, quiet, tranquility, those things are a high priority to me. Happy? Like, what is happy? It's an emotion. Let me continue here. She wanted to move on and find happiness. I later found out that I had been depressed for a while and might have cheated out of uh, as a desperate act of trying to make something happen. I have never regretted a single thing more in my life. So again, so she was mentally ill. And see, depressed people try to find happiness. Happiness is just a temporary state. I'm happy right now. And the next moment I might be concerned. That's an emotion. I might be stressed the next time. I might be anxious. Yeah, but it's temporary. And I know that I will find happiness at some particular point. And when it's there, I'll enjoy it. And then I know I could be sad the next day. It's not a big deal. But now this person had been depressed, cheated on her husband. She was trying to find happiness. She divorced him. She didn't find happiness. All she found out that she was mentally ill. And she says, I am absolutely aware that I deserve the outcome completely. And this is just something that I will have to try to live with. Yep, it's like murdering someone. Yeah, you got to live with that. And every day you wake up, damn, I screwed my sh up because I was depressed. It is, the feel it is the biggest feeling of regret I've ever felt. And even though he has forgiven me, I'll never forgive myself. And I hope you live with that your entire life. When we get to the next story, you're going to see this is why you don't choose love first in the absence of loneliness. Because a lot of people will say, you're going to be lonely and die at 80. There's no guarantee you're going to be with a person until the age of 80. Right? How likely is it you're going to be with a person when you're 80? Oh, but you 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 need to get love first so you can be not be alone. And when you're 80, most people don't make it until you're 40. <laughs> you're not even you mean 80. I got to stay with this depressed ass person until I'm 80. So I don't be alone. Nope. All right. Here's another person right here. Um, Let me see. Uh oh. Let me see here. Uh, here's another person here. We're going to use, we're not going to go all of these. There's a lot of stories here. I initiated the divorce because I was unhappy. I'm not happy. <laughs> People are, man, boy, I tell you, man. It says right here, he was growing into a person I no longer recognized, and so was I. We fought regularly. This is the crisis stage of the relationship. I was spending more and more time away from home and feeling better for it. It's been 18 months since I left, and I miss him every day. By the way, the fact that divorce is easy makes it easier for women to pull that trigger as a response to something they're feeling, and then later on, they regret it. Unfortunately, they got to live out the rest of their lives with this, and then they come back with regret. Hey, it's that's your obey. Listen, it says right here, I don't know whether I actually regret it, but I wish I had tried harder. He had, wait, he is about to wait. He is about even with good. Wait, he is about even with good and bad points. Okay. So he's not perfect, but I decided I no longer wanted to spend half my life unhappy. I'm not happy. <laughs> and more than anything, I wanted him to be happy more often too. Well, sounds like you were the problem. So he was unhappy because you were unhappy. And oftentimes men are unhappy in relationships 
mainly because their girlfriend or wife is unhappy. Now, here's um, here's another one, and I'll leave the link to this in case you want to see this because there's 20 or so of these points. My friend, my friend's ex regretted it. Long story short, she forced him to move with her parents because they were having financial difficulties, which will happen to most marriages. This is $50,000 a year problems, but most people have these problems. They moved in and took over paying rent for the parents. So he was basically paying the full rent on a house for the use of one of its four bedrooms. Family finessed him. It turned out that the parents were full of shit too. They started taking lavish vacations because they didn't need to pay the mortgage anymore. Anyway, the parents started to inject themselves into their relationship and things went south. Guys, that is very common in marriages where the parents will bring their bullshit into your marriage. That's something you can't control. And it's going to be something that you don't see coming. I know a lot of these experts that have never had long-term relationships, marriages, engagements. They've had none of these things. And they will act like problems come into your marriage that you can control. But oftentimes, this is a bait-and-switch uncontrollable problem that lack of experienced men never experience. So they have no idea why people get divorced. Now, how, how does that? You should have held masculine frame. No. Anyway, the parents started to in, inject themselves into their relationship and things went south. She started working extreme hours and more or less ghosted the guy for the last two years of the relationship before serving him divorce papers. I'll read the next part right here, guys. If your wife gets a job and she starts working odd hours at that job, all of a sudden she's leaving you. She's leaving you. I'm just letting y'all know. She's just trying to set it up. Oh, I'm working 10 to 8. I'm working 8 to close. I'm a hairdresser. I work till 12 in the, in the midnight. It's over. It's over. You're going to be ships passing in the night. It's over. She's actually trying to find a way to not be, be around you. Okay. Um, after six months, wait, about six months after the divorce was finalized, she started to regret divorcing him. So she started stalking him on social media. Since the guy wasn't dumping 75% of his paycheck into someone else's mortgage, he had bought himself a new car, a new motorcycle, and was living in a pretty chill house and a house that he probably was happy in that she would have been unhappy in and had found himself a new girlfriend. Needless to say, she got pretty jealous and tried to win him back. He basically told her, I don't play childish games. Move on. There you go. So he found the free agent lifestyle to an extent. And he started doing the things that she probably told him not to do. Like, don't get a motorcycle. It's dangerous. We don't need a new car. We need a new minivan. We That house that we're in is only 1,000 square feet. We need a 2,000 square foot house. Well, he went back to minimalism to an extent. He got himself a young piece of peace leave, and he's quite good with the free agent lifestyle. He's like, no. What many women will do, and there's some stories about men regretting their divorce, too, in this one. We're not going to share those because we don't do balance over here, but you can read them on your own. What many women will realize is that divorce is actually one of the best things can happen to you. Okay. Because then you will realize you were in a prison of you cannot satisfy this woman, right? I'm not happy. She's going to escalate, escalate, ex escalate. 
what is cool now, she's going to keep pushing you for more and more. Hey, uh, we need a little bit more money. We need another $200 a month. The kids are starting to need these clothes. I'm starting to need this. The neighbors got that. And you're constantly being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Then she divorces you. And then you go back into the world and you like, shit, I can leave off way less now. It's one of the reasons why child support is a thing. And this is one of the reasons why I understand why child support is a thing, because for the most part, if a man makes a modest salary salary and he's single but have kids, he can live off way less. Which means then the courts come in and be like, shit, you don't need all that money because men are going to do what? Save it, invest it, pour it into their business. You know what I mean? Capitalize on it. They know that. So they try to strip that man of that extra income and give it to the woman because they spend money like the sands of an hourglass. It just goes right through their hands, slips right through their fingers. <laughs> but a guy will make a modest salary and live like a king. And he'll have a bunch of leftover money and he'll start investing it, trying to make himself a millionaire. He's like, shit, I don't need all this shit. He can travel by himself instead of traveling as a family of four and five. He like, wow, yeah. But the wife is like, we need to remodel the kitchen. We need to bigger buy a bigger house. We need a bigger SUV. Sell your motorcycle. Don't have fun. Keep coming back and then pushing him and pushing him. Um, One of the reasons I don't regret my divorce at all, it freed me. People always think that that damaged me. You were damaged by your divorce. Shit. I was freed by my divorce. One of the best, I always say this, the best thing my ex-wife did and the one thing why I will love her to eternity is she divorced me at 36. She divorced me at 36. I couldn't get a better winning lottery ticket than that. <laughs> Dude, that was a W. Dude, that's a win. That's a win, dude. She could have waited till I was 46, 56. I could have been miserable old dude by then. Dude, she blessed my life in ways that I could never repay her or thank her. Now, what she did when the divorce process was evil and against using the kids against me was sad. That's actually despicable. That's actually despicable. The post-marriage was horrible. But when she was like, she was like, I'm not happy. She was like, I want to be free. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Woo-wee. Holy shit. I was out there. I've been at the gym. <laughs> you know how many women I've been with since I was my marriage ended? I often think I would have missed all of this peace leave out here if I would have stayed married. <laughs> You know how many women I've been with since I've been divorced? Holy moly. I went through a horrible 304 phase. I would have missed all of that sloppy toppy I done got out here in these streets, brother. I'm going to just tell you, bro. Look, shout out. Hey, oh, oh, by the way, by the way, you know how many. <laughs> some of the nastiest things have been done to me since my divorce, please. I would have missed the whole digital sexual revolution if I stayed married. <laughs> And of course, I got I got a little bit more economically better when I got divorced. My economics went crazy through the roof. I made the I made the most money when I was divorced in my life. 
I made the least amount of money when I was married. And I always said, I told her on the way, like when she was tripping, I was like, I'll make more money without you than with you, right? Because I knew kind of marriage was a certain prison. And I was kind of just kind of hamstrung because uh, I have an entrepreneur's mind. Like I can't be hamstrung. If I was a normie, maybe, but I'm always like, I got to be like, take advantage of opportunities. I got to be kind of on the go. I can't have people clouding me and, and pulling me down, right? And pulling me backwards. No, don't take that risk. So I told her, I was like, I'll make more money without you than with you. So that's been true. So with that being said, stop pushing. Mar- I think you people who push marriage on people, you guys are like the Jim Jones cult. People don't want to be married out here. Marriage is miserable for a lot of people. Stop acting like it's fantastic. Healthies. People struggle with marriages all the time. People get divorced all the time. Most people struggle with marriage or get divorced, then are happy. However, you guys keep pushing this institution on people that obviously people come out hurt and pain, bitter, dead, scarred, emotionally scarred. This stuff sounds like a cult out here. You guys sound like, come on into this fantastic cult. No, man, the leader's absolutely great. He makes us practice cyanide Kool-Aid drills, but it's absolutely fantastic. You could get cyanide poison at the end. We might commit mass suicide at one point, but if the government gets involved, we're going to mass delete ourselves, but it's fantastic. We all cut our hair the same way. We all wear the same clothes. We all wear the same shoes. And we'll do this drill every now and then where we'll all take our lives simultaneously. (laughs) But come on in. It's fantastic. You'll live life all together in one house. (laughs) Y'all need to stop pushing marriage on people, man, for real. It's not for everybody. And with that being said, that's the next story. But um, let me share some super chats. Let people choose marriage. But it ain't it. Shout out to um, it ain't it for everybody. Shout out to SAU. She says, Coach, I love, I love to host a lot of parties at my house, but now I can't tolerate drunk people past 11 p.m. at my house. He says, Friends tell me that I've changed. Yep. I don't let people party at my crib. All right. Y'all can party, but it ain't never gonna be at my house. I will never host a party. I always tell you, if I ever hosted a party, it's going to be at a hotel and a conference room. <laughs> So if y'all tear shit up, it's going to be on camera. It ain't going to be in my backyard. Y'all smoking black and miles, playing spades and bid whisk and dominoes all in the back. Past the quiet hours in the neighborhood. Y'all got to all get on the gate. Y'all bringing ninjas out here, casing my joint. No, it's going to be in the hotel conference room. I'll pay for all of y'all hotels. We got the third floor rented out. Y'all owe me half. Y'all pay the taxes. It's going to be the conference room downstairs. Everything in that two o'clock. Police security showing up. Yep. Clogging up my toilet. No, my house is my domain. I'm very selfish when it comes to that. If two people, more than two people at my house, I'll be like, "Mm, I can't watch both of y'all at the same damn time. (laughs) Kaylin says if a woman wanted to get revenge on her husband for, let's say, being controlling or sex crazed, she just has to remind herself that he stuck with her forever. And he says, when she's 80, that peace leave will be shriveled up and might not have the same, might not want to have sex ever again. Women are not long-term thinkers like men, and that's great for us. 
Yeah, that's the promise. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, what's going to be? I'm going to be alone at 80. That means I'm going to be with an 80-year-old woman. Like, what can she do? Just curious. Like, if you fall, what can she do? Press your life alert? She going to pick you up? What's she going to do? She's 82. <laughs> oh, man. What's she going to do? Stand up over you? She going to probably be more likely to kick the ladder from up under you, man. You know, I'm just saying. What's she going to do? Um, Kaylin says, what's up, coach? I just read that Wikipedia post that you showed about rappers being killed. He says this also says that the average age is between 25 and 30, and rap has the highest homicide rate than any other genre. Rest in peace to take off. Yep, man. So it's, yeah, it's never a 30, 40-year-old rapper. I think Jam Master J may have been the oldest rapper who got deleted, but um, for the most part, these are young men, and that should be a stain on the community. Why are your young men being deleted before the age of 30? That's just sad. Pindar, Left channel on headphones is uh, one with wires. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said I'm wearing my headphones backwards. <laughs> but it's more comfortable. Believe me, I've been rocking these this way for four years. <laughs> but it's also putting a dent in my head. All right, shout out to JT, Mr. Juju Bean. He says, leaving the head cases alone. Now I'm on the dark side. Leave they ass alone. If a person tells you that they're mentally unstable, ditch their ass. Do not go any further, man. Look, do not. You are so. Damn. Do not be that guy that thinks you can save people who are mentally unhealthy. I say mentally unstable. They were like, I'm not mentally unstable. If you're not healthy, you're unstable. <laughs> right. Okay. So with that being said, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a rest haven. For mental health patients, I'm not a mental health facility. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not trained for this shit. I learned my lesson on this one, and it cost me dearly. Do not, do not have long-term relationships with mentally unstable people. I'm just letting you know. Save yourself. Save yourself. This is why we give you the stat. 25% uh, of women are on head meds. Why are we telling you that? To, I'm not telling you that to tell you they're crazy. I'm telling you that because you're going to get into a long-term relationship with one and it's going to cost you dearly. The, fact, the likelihood of that working out is going to be slim to none and slim just died. I'm telling you, just this is one of the things you guys got. Take that L. Shout out to my brother here. He dropped his wallet in the building. Mr. John J. Will will call you. Jay Will says tuition, sad news about the takeoff, Mr. Takeoff, the community at work again. The community needs some help. It's sick. It's mentally unstable. But guys, your allegiance to the community is not an allegiance of race. It's an allegiance of economics. Once you achieve economic status, you're supposed to get out. <laughs> All right, Faith, we'll call you Faith soon as I get home, Faith. He says, I hear you, coach. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but I moved to Long Island, Strong Island, after living in the South. And yeah, definitely got away from BK due to class, amongst other things. Wink, wink. Yes, okay. I know what you're talking about. Shout out to Strong Island. I lived in Strong Island as well. And everywhere I move, I intentionally move to gated communities. All right. I'm just used to it. It's one of those things. So 
it's one of the things that I just want. I want peace of mind. It's going to be behind the gate and it's not going to be a gate remote entry ass gate. <laughs> it's going to be a ninja standing there. 24 seven man gate. <laughs> just let you know my ass. So um, I just, that's what makes me comfortable. That's comfortable. I'll pay the extra. I'll pay the extra. And people say, well, I can't afford an extra. Okay, get another job. <laughs> I don't know what you know to do. Work extra. Sacrifice more. So that means you can't go out and hang out on the weekend. Don't hang out on the weekend then. Don't go buy beer. Get off of alcohol. C cancel your cable. Cancel your cable. And then move often. All right, because when ninjas get to, oh, you lived there for five years? It's time to move. All right, you didn't know where I lived at. All right, people done got it out. It's time to skedaddle. So, yeah, man, it, it's um, it's one of those situations. She moved from Brooklyn because, you know, Brooklyn is Brooklyn. Move to Strong Island. Uh-oh. Somebody puts up. I can't even stop. I'm going to stop. I can't. I can't. We should talk about Democratic cities in a minute. All right, check this uh, little meme out right here. Let's get to the... Oh, wait. No, not yet. A couple more Super Chats. Shout out to Billy the Kid, vasectomy gang in the building. Um, You should talk about vasectomies. Again, I don't always tell you to do certain things. Vasectomy is a personal choice. If you've been married, divorced, and already had kids, and you have no intentions of having kids, and you're past the age of 35, you might want to go, That I would say 90% chance that you might want to get one. Okay, I'm not telling you to get one. I'm just saying, you don't want to have kids and you plan to shoot up the block. You can't just skeet up all up in her walls. Just going to get the snip. If you're a young guy, 18, 19, I would say, hold it off. Hold off. There's got to be extreme conditions as to why you would get one. Extreme conditions. That's kind of like a woman saying, I'll never have kids. Sure enough, when she bought the her eggs about to throw bad eggs. She's going to say she wants one. So be careful. 18, 19, not so much. 20, not so much. You know, you're 28 and you know for sure maybe you're not going to get have kids. Go ahead. All right. I'm not saying to do it, but that's a good choice if you want to. But if you've been married, divorced, and you have kids and you don't want any more kids, get a vasectomy. All right. Or take the L. Take the L because now you don't have to worry about that shit. If you... If you're messing with a woman and she gets knocked up, it's very simple what happened. It ain't yours. That little ninja ain't mine. Still a beast. It's a more rappers get deleted than any other music type or type of music musicians combined. You don't see rock stars getting deleted like this. You hear about rockers getting deleted once in a blue moon. Yep, because we're going to say that. And somebody says, John Lennon. Nope. <laughs> Or you might say Kurt Cobain, that they delete themselves. Okay, well, that's their own personal choice. All right, but um, um, you do hear about drug overdoses in, in rock. You can say that. A lot of they be drug overdoses. But again, that's their own hands. That's their own hands. So, yes, they, they have their own issues, and it seems to be around substance. Or every now and then it's a sneak attack, John Lennon style. That, that was a political, you know, he around the crazy. It's kind of weird. I'm not giving them an excuse, but when you talk about men take, get, uh, getting their life taken by other people, it's the wild, wild west in the rap community. Uh, Christopher Zinn, I'm with you on that. I did see a documentary, so my opinion, I'm kind of on your side on that one. I don't want to explore it, though, because I don't know. But I'm kind of on your side on that. 
on Kurt Cobain. It's kind of weird. The story around it is weird. All right, so shout out to you. JC says, Coach, it's November 1st. Merry Christmas. Damn. <laughs> Already we in Christmas? All right, I got to hire Jose to come do my Christmas lighting. Peaches, Coach, what do you think about men testing women during the dating stage? He says, a guy tested, tested me to see how I would react, but I felt like it was extreme. All right, shout out to you. Um, that was from Peaches. Shout out to Peaches. Um, so, yeah, you could think the testing is extreme. I think everybody should test. This is the vetting process. This is the vetting process. Listen, relationships and long-term relationships are very, very much a big risk. So it should be a test. I don't know how he tested you, but um, but but um, it seems like you thought it was an extreme form of testing and you didn't pass. So for him, he dodged a bullet. He's like, okay, she didn't pass that test and it was out of it. So um, I don't know. I, I got to get specifics on the testing. But women test men all the time. But if the man tested you and you didn't pass, and that was an important part of his him continuing the relationship, you didn't pass, you didn't pass. But you got to give me these specifics. Uh, Grin says, last two, Grin says, been told since young that I'm not black because I'm light-skinned. The community has never been, quote, my people, and I don't feel bad uh, for their poor choices in mindset. Yeah, it's a tough conversation. I know. I mean, I know I could be a little bit more hardcore. So sometimes we're like, hey, they're making this choice. Sometimes the conditions are presented to them. Um, sometimes the conditions were a part of a, uh, your parents falling for agendas and it's just you being a part of the cycle. Right. And there's poor and poverty mindset. So I do, you know what I mean? I know it's a little hardcore. I could be like, Hey man, they just down there making dumbass choices. And it's true. But then the other argument is, Hey man, well, our people have been put through so many years. I get it. But with that being said, there is a lot of self-destruction going on in many communities. And then particularly this one for people that make you feel bad and tell you you're not a part of a certain community or you need to do this to make yourself a part of the community, but the community has poor mindset that can affect you negatively if you're on your rise. I don't see a need to be allegiance or have an allegiance to people that don't help you. <laughs> I don't know, man. Look, you can get back later. You can get back later, but now ain't the time. Okay, um, Peaches is following up coach i passed but he later revealed the truth he said he had three kids and one baby mama then lied and acted like he had another child just to see how i would react okay so that's peaches so peaches that was the test so he was i don't know if that's extreme that may have been extreme on a woman's part because he has he already has three kids and a baby mama and he said oh i got another kid out of wedlock and you basically was like, it's okay, baby. I'll still get on my knees. And you still suck them off. I don't know. Mm. He was like, I'll still pass the test. I'll still take you, Pookie. Pe Peaches and Pookie. No, I'm just <laughs> Oh, somebody just said it. Oh. Maybe y'all said it already. So it was Pookie. <laughs> uh, Peaches said, wait. <laughs> Peaches said, hold up for a second. Peaches said, oh, I'll still be with you, Pookie. I don't care. Peaches and Pookie, she was like, still suck them off. 
So you got four. So you got four kids, four baby mamas, and all that shit. <laughs> oh man. So you're a drug dealer, an ex-con felon, and you got four baby mamas. I'll still be with you. She was like, I passed. I passed. I took that man. Did you get knocked up buying peaches? <laughs> it's a whole love story. It's a whole love story, man. Hey, man, we're going to make a movie about this. Peaches and Pookie. You know what I mean? She's like, hey, man, I picked the wrong dude. He had a felon. He had a criminal record. He had 10 kids and 10 babies. And then he told me he had an 11th. <laughs> he had an 11th baby. He on parole. Peaches and Pookie. The red pill love story. Love conquers all. <laughs> all right shout out to shout out to peaches and pookie there's always one you know i appreciate you being here peaches to tell us what's going on peaches said i'm done all right man what an extreme test that was you know what i mean he was like i'm gonna show her how much of a pookie i am and she was like i'll still be there for you i'll be there peaches and pookie will be there we conquered all yeah, later on, Ladyface says, I was your lover and your secretary, working every day of the week. Was at the job when no one else was there, helping you get on your feet. 11 years of pookie sacrifice, and you can leave me at the drop of a dime. Shout out to pookies out here, man. Y'all winning out here, pookie. <laughs> Jack Vendetta, today's class has a direct correlation with a person's level of dignity and morality, especially in the community. Shout out to my favorite African-American over here. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right. Shout out to uh, this is the next story right here. Main event. So we're going to get it at two hour mark. So the timestamp people put it in. Uh, is loving a woman a weakness for a man? Why are we talking about this? There's a rapper. <laughs> Speaking of rappers, I believe he's a rapper. His name is a uh, Drip God or Sauce Walker. Not sure what his name is. All right. All right. Sauce, Wa Sauce Walker. He put this up and the comment section is going crazy. All right. It says right here. He says loving a woman is the big biggest weakness a king can have. He says uh, it says right here. I guess I'm going to read it again. This is that's that's the breakdown of it. Let's see what he said. Loving a woman is the biggest weakness a conqueror or king can have. You must have no emotional attachment while completing your mission. Shout out to Sauce Walker for sharing that. And the community is going to respond. The comment section is going heavy on this one. Of course, many of the people are saying he's going to be alone and he's going to be bitter. People are saying, no, you need a person to love. You need a person to love more than the person uh, needs you. And when you're young, you might think that leveraging love is going to get you what you want. Well, look at the relationships. And before we get into this story, look at your own relationship. Uh, other than Peaches, Peaches is winning out here, but everybody else, y'all losing, right? You guys are owing. Most of you guys have had zero success at relationships. Some people can only say they've had short-term success relationships, which is not success in my definition. When I argue relationships, I am not talking about short term. I'm not talking about hooking up with women and getting peace leave. I'm not. That's not success. 
okay, might be success to you, the terms of uh, success. I see I'm, my Wi-Fi going crazy. Uh, share, break, bear with me for a second. Bear with me for a second. New, 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 new world order. But, um, um, and even having a girlfriend is not success in the idea of, hey, I've had success. Right? People say, I've had girls do this and girls do that. Yeah, shit, all of us have. But when we talk about success, we're talking about long-term. And this is what people are failing at. Look at your worksheet. Always bring your worksheet to class, guys. What is your success at relationships? Long-term, write it down. Most of them, zero. Most of you guys have zero success. Okay. But that being said, let's check this out. Let's check out the comment section going on here. And they're going to start bringing in the normie conversation. The normie conversation is going to be, you're going to be lonely. This man right here seems like this is, this is a Kivo band man. He is right because the completion, because, I'm sorry, the completing the mission, because of the completing the mission, sorry, comes first before love. Vlad TV, Vlad TV is in the building. He says, sounds like a lonely way to live. Sounds like a lonely way to live. Now, in my opinion, what Sauce Walker said did not, he did not say never fall in love. I don't see where he, he said never fall in love. He basically said it's a weakness because you haven't completed your mission yet. That's what I got from it. It didn't say long term without love. So I'm just going to say for his, his point of view, he never said don't fall in love with a woman. He said, I got to complete this mission first. Then I can look at it. Uh, somebody said agreed. Someone said he's not lying, though. A lot of dudes downfall happens because they chase behind women. That's true. Um, one guy says a woman can either be a liability or an asset. It's all how you choose. This is true, too. I'm more of the opinion that women are natural um, liabilities and they're rarely assets, although people will argue that but present zero evidence to support that. OK, very little, very few men um, present evidence to support that other than evidence that is um, evidence that is just their own evidence. Right. And even then, they don't even show the evidence. They don't even show their work. <laughs> it's like, OK, even then they'll say, oh, I've had several women. <laughs> I've had several women to build with me. And I'm like, what? That actually destroys our argument. If you've had to have several women build for you, that destroys the argument that a woman can build with you because they are not, they don't stay around long enough to help you build more. Okay. So we're reading into it. We're, we're putting more into it than we actually need to because he didn't exclude love. But let's continue. Somebody says um, ninjas get a little money and anything and they, they say anything and y'all eat it up. All right. Somebody says, there uh, we go right here. All right, these are supportive arguments, but here's an argument here. Everyone says this till they're, they say they, till they're 80 and alone. Everyone says this till they 80 and alone. This one sticks out to me. This one sticks out. Somebody says um, he ain't ran across a real one. That's all he has to say. He hasn't ran across. I'm trying to paraphrase this. He ain't ran across a real one. Let me remind you of this. First of all, when it comes to black women, you have the lowest success rate of long-term relationships on planet Earth. I do not know why, 
you guys keep putting this real one, real woman, real man, and how relationships work when you are the least successful out here. I don't understand it at all. You guys don't have any level of success to be speaking about how it works in a real one. He ain't ran into a win. What are you talking about? It's horrible. The results the black community have with relationships is absolutely reprehensible. I don't know how they could speak on how it works in success. It's it, it's mind blowing, and it's always he yeah, ran into a real one, and then it ends up broken up or divorced more likely than not. What are you talking about? Pick better. Somebody says here, I don't know how people arrive at this. This one says everyone says this till they're eighty and alone. First of all, most people don't live until eighty. Second of all, are you saying he's supposed to fall in love first before he completes his mission? And then he puts his love over the mission. And then they live in financial peril until they're both 80. And that's going to be where do those relationships at? In the modern times, most relationships don't even get to uh, when both people are 80. So I don't even know why that's something that people use as a means to you should choose love because when you're 80 and alone, what? <laughs> it's actually reprehensible. And if she's 80, I'm supposed to put up with this woman for 60 years just so I'm not alone at 80? Who's to assume a man who achieves his mission is going to be alone at 80? Who even said he says be alone till 80? He didn't even imply to be alone at 80. Vlad TV says sounds like a lonely way to live. Well, Vlad's successful when he realizes he's conquered his mission. Now he wants to put himself in the love box, and that's fine. Because you now have leverage and you can find and vet the women that you want. Like Peaches got vetted by uh, Pookie. So now Vlad can find the one and focus on love and pull back because he's completed his mission. Sauce Walker is implying that. Complete the mission first. When we say get leverage first, we're trying to tell young men, loving first, chasing love first will lead you in a life of $50,000 a year combined household income Trying to make it to 80 so you're not alone. Mm. Additionally, it's lonely at the top. Additionally, it's lonely at the top. I played the video of the one dude. I can't remember his name. If you guys remember him describing him being ambitious outside of the mold. I'm an entrepreneur. I wanted success. I knew what I wanted. I chased it. He got it. I believe he got married and had a kid. I'm not sure. But once he got it, he realized what? It's lonely at the top. There's not a group of people that's going to be with you chilling at the top. But he completed his mission and he was like, you know, it's still lonely up here. That's the reality of being an entrepreneur. And that's the risk you take being an entrepreneur or chasing your message or going after your purpose or achieving financial success. Some people might say, why don't you have a woman that helps you rise to the top so that you can trust her? That doesn't always work out, but it's a good idea. You can roll the dice on that if you want. Many times, the woman will be a, dis a distraction on you. I'm just letting you know this. More than you're likely to find the one that builds with you. If you have leverage, you can find a woman that builds with you. Yes, because she's in a situation where she needs you more than you need her. And she might be willing to be molded and comply. Most men aren't in that position. 
So I encourage men to get that position, then find that if that's what you want. But when you have no leverage and you're looking for love first, and you think that somebody's going to sit around and build in this marketplace, it's not going to work out. Not for every man, no. And if you're getting that message, that's nothing but hopium. Not every man is going to be able to pull that off. Most men will just sit up under that woman if she has that ability, and he'll be sitting up playing video games, eating her son's Captain Crunch all day. Okay, But love is... Oh, loving a woman is a weakness for men. Yes, I agree. A man should be chasing his mission first, completing the message. I agree. And at that point, then he can find back, crawl back, and then see if he can want love. During the time you're completing your mission, your mission, I'm going to tell you this. This be, might be something people disagree with, but that has never stopped me from sharing something. A woman should be loving you way more than you love her. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Take notes. Take notes. When you're on your mission, the only love you should have in your life is the amount of love she's giving you. You cannot turn it back to her. She needs to be very patient. And if there, guys, there's a lot of women in right now, right now that are patient with me. They riding with me, but I have a lot more status and leverage over her. There's a couple of women like that in my life, and they're just riding that shit out, <laughs> right? They're like, hey, a woman should be loving you way more than you're loving her. She should be looking at your ass like you are that guy. I'm riding with you. And she should also understand that amount of love ain't coming back. Whatever she puts in in love, she's not getting love back. But she could be getting other things that are beneficial to her, meaning protection, status. She could be getting things like support. She could get a couple hundred dollars that could make, help her pay her rent. Okay. Your rent's due, By the way, it's November 1st. Your rent's due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. She could be getting things that she'll stick around that no other woman. At the end, you'd be like, hey, I appreciate you for being there and giving me all that love. But you allowed me to get mission first mission completion a woman should be loving you way more than you loving her if you haven't completed your mission that should be always number one and i always tell young men that because you're better at giving things other than love um in terms of the dynamics of relationships. Guys, I there's marriages right now where the woman is married to the person and she feels unloved. This is a hard concept for people to grasp. And I don't care if people agree, I mean disagree with this one. There's people that are married and the woman saying he doesn't love me. Guys, I've been in a marriage like that and you're going I don't understand. And the reason why is you're not good lovers. Men don't make good lovers. And men don't operate and reward people on love. You want to sit around loving you? I just can't stop loving you. I just can't stop loving you. And if I stop, then what will my life turn into? I just can't stop loving you. 
If you want to be that ninja, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. Check this out. The way men love is not loving the way a woman loves you. A lot of women don't understand that. They're simply immature. And they don't understand that. Woman loves me, and I return that favor back, not with love. I turn it back with support. I turn back with dedication. I turn that back, me respecting her. I want the respect back. Yeah, man, it is what it is over here. New, 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 new world order. I turn that back and give things like I show up back at home. Bear with me for a second. I, I turn that back and I say, I come home to you put you in to get your peace leave waxed and to take care of my kids. <laughs> I turn that back into support system. I turn that back to give you a safe environment to raise our kids. I turn that back into a long-term relationship that disadvantages me. Sorry for the internet real quick. I see my internet. The um, They're trying to slow me down over here. I turn that back by giving you shelter by paying the rent. Pay the rent. Every time I write a check out, that's love. Every time I say, you know what, honey, let's something nice today. That's love. Loving her, loving them is not. I didn't pay my rent today. Okay, give me a second. Bear with people or are logging. My inner is going a little bit haywire right now. New, 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 new world order. Um. Anyway, but said, a lot of women will have those things. A lot of women will have those things and still claim that their husband doesn't love them. A lot of women will have. All of the love they have, meaning the man will support them, guide them, protect them, shelter them. And they will still say that man doesn't love them. I'm not happy. <laughs> crazy. Absolutely crazy. So I agree with this. And I'm going to take a commercial break. Make sure my Internet's connected. <laughs> and uh, we'll come back with the last story and the super chats. Give me one second. And we'll handle some business around here. We'll handle some internet business around here. Why are they getting me? I think this is YouTube, honestly, man, because my internet is really, really good around here. Let me see something real quick. Let me let me give them a little bit of assistance. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now, some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? 
Divorce rate in California is how much now? Statistics said 75%. So 75%. Every 13 seconds there's a divorce in this country. 53% of marriages end in divorce. Second time marriages end in a divorce rate of 62%. And third time marriages, 73% failure rate. Married women are more than twice as likely as married men to take the first step towards divorce. The average litigated divorce costs $100,000 on each side, and it can take anywhere from a year and a half to three years. If I said to you there's a 53% chance that we're going to get hit in the head with a bowling ball, you would either stay inside or at a minimum you would wear a helmet. So how do we prevent this? Never get a marriage license, and if a woman says that she's not going to marry you until you get a license, you know that's not the woman for you. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Many women say. So women hey, hey, hey. All right. We back in here in the building, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened in here. Kaylee wanted to say hi. She's been a while here. All right, brothers, man. I don't know what happened there. Appreciate y'all. Look, man. Shout out to Blue Back and says, I know your ex beat hate watching your streams, hoping for your downfall. They pray and pray on your downfall. Hey, one of the things, um, this tends to happen. <laughs> this tends to happen. Um, people who claim to have been in love with you at one particular point do turn to hate and they will try to sabotage you in a variety of reasons. It's a sad existence. Men have chased love and oftentimes pick the wrong person. It's it's your fault. But then sometimes you uh, get sabotaged. These people do hate you. It's sad. I don't know if my ex does this. We, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that go into that, but it's sad. These are people that claim to love you at one point. Um, sad existence to live in. But my life, this is my one life. Guys, the whole point of that sauce, Santana sauce. What's his name? <laughs> sauce Walker uh, stream is. You will put all your eggs in one basket in this world, and it's not guaranteed to work out. This is your one life. This is your one life. I look at this life as a journey uh, for myself, although I have kids. That's part of their journey. But I got to do what's best for personal me. And they will get, as a result, they can't get everything, but they're going to get something from that. And I cannot stand people trying to be everything. These people, dumbass people, will say, well, it's not about money for kids. They just need your presence. Okay, but if you ain't feeding them, your presence don't matter. So I need to feed them. Because if my presence is there, but they ain't hungry, and they ain't got no damn college tuition, and I'm not giving them the best step up or leg forward in society, my presence meant nothing. What the fuck are you talking about? I can't stand people that said this either or. No, as a man, you got to do what you got to do out here. You got to do what you got to do. Is it Saw Santana? I don't know what his name is. But people be like, you need to be around and then you need to make money. Okay, I, I need to do there's a, there's a, in in many ham and eggers worlds, they think there's a happy medium for everything. You're gonna be around all the time, you're gonna be able to pick them up from school, you're gonna be able to take them to football practice and coach the team, then you're gonna be able to make all the money, support them, put them in the house, good neighborhood. What the fuck is take them on vacations? <laughs> what the fuck? People think, and, and this is why people are miserable in the world. This is why people are not happy in the world. You think 
there's a possibility to be end all be all for everything. Same thing in a relationship. I'm supposed to be married to a woman, give her kids, be around all the time, make money, buy her a house in a gated community, put the kids in a good neighborhood, be loving her, sex her down. She gives me sex. She cooks. She cook. What the? F <laughs> There's no happy medium. And one of the most freeing things in your world will, will, will be you realizing that. I can't be everything to everybody. Take what I give you, and you will be lucky to take and benefit from what I was willing to give you. But I also know in order for me to give you that, I got to not I got to give you less of some things that you might want. And the human condition is they'll have all of this shit and complain about the one thing you didn't do. Have you noticed that about people? They'll be like, yes, I lived in a good neighborhood and I went to a good school and I went to I got private school, but I'm still happy. My dad wasn't a nice guy. What the f You want this dude to do the impossible. Yes, I had a nice marriage and a nice husband in houses with 15 foot ceilings. But that wasn't everything. He should have been there to love me every day, man. Y'all don't. Hey, man, y'all better figure out real fast. <laughs> you people better figure out real fast. You lucky to get any damn thing. You'll he says you'll he said you'll get nothing and like it. You lucky you're getting anything, but people like to complain about everything. And the reason why is because they, I mean, look, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but people are miserable and losers. I'm just letting you know, people ready to blame somebody for something. People are miserable and losers. When you out here winning, you could be out here winning. You could be out here winning in life, in relationships, winning with your kids and one loser Miserable individual will point out the one thing. Oh, well, well, you didn't have this. Shut your ass up. I, I swear to God. I <laughs> it's one of the most mind blowing things here. And this is why relationships are uh, a, a fail. This is why people relationships fail because that person's literally giving them everything. Sometimes you guys get with losers, right? I get it. But dude is giving you, he's trying his best. But you want him to be Superman. Well, he needs to do this and he needs to do that. The minute he gives you that, then you mad at the other effect. Have you ever had that, guys? <laughs> yeah, the you can't win. Yeah, look, look. You can't win. He works too much. He don't work enough. He loves me too much. He loves me too hard. Have you ever had that? He was around me. He was smothering me. But then you sm you don't smother her. Well, I don't know how if he loves me or not. He never he never texts me. He never calls me. Okay, I'm gonna start calling you. He calling me too much. He he he's smothering me. <laughs> oh man, he's too nice. He was way too nice. I walked all over his ass. Every time he was with me, he was super nice. He did everything I wanted to say. I walked all over his ass. Okay, don't be nice to her. Rain that, rain that winch in. I'm going to rain your ass in. I'm going to make sure I know everywhere you... Nah, you ask me for something, it's a no. 
He's mean. He's inconsiderate. He's controlling and insecure. And then you ask a woman that says this. Well, what do you want? Well, I want a guy that's not too nice and not too controlling. Like a little bit nice, but controlling. Ask a woman what she wants. I want him to be a little rich, but not too rich that I'm not the only. I want him to be a little bit thuggish and ruggish, but I want him to be halfway educated. <laughs> like, I want him to be the thuggish, ruggish bone. He thuggish in the right situation, but he halfway educated in the other situation. I want him to be thuggish, ruggish. <laughs> the Tupac with a degree. I want him to be <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, what is it? I want him to know how to work that peace leave, but not so good that he been with 50, 11 women. It's like, God dang, bro. And the thing is, I'm going to tell you guys, you will never make them happy. You will never make women happy. One of the most other free, I freed myself a lot, a, a lot of things. One of the freeing things I've had with women and dealing with women is knowing I will never make her happy. Happy happiness is temporary with him. But if I got up every day to try to make a woman happy, it would be the dumbest thing I did that day. I'm like, you better be happy doing some shit that makes me happy. Are you happy doing this? No. Okay, go somewhere else. But I'm I'm happy doing this. <laughs> I'm gonna be happy, but I'm not gonna make you happy. And happiness points don't carry over. This is another thing I'm teaching you men. Take notes. Just because she's happy today doesn't mean tomorrow she's going to be living off the happiness fumes of yesterday. You got to start back over. You could give her the world yesterday. Tomorrow she's going to wake up and it's going to be reset points like this. You're going to be like this. And you're going to have to log back into your game. And it's like, baby, last week I made you happy. Well, I'm, I'm not happy today. I'm not happy. It's mission impossible. <laughs> Women are not to be pleased. They're here to be protected and supported. In essence, <laughs> I can't even say this. So don't go about your life trying to and look women in my life. If they ain't happy, I just keep marching the hell on. I'll be like, well, shit, I got to live my life. But they will drag you back to whatever they're miserable about. And most of the time you can't even figure that out. But if you're there, they just going to blame you. Well, who am I going to blame? Yo, jackass ass. You know what I mean? I'm going to blame you. And it's all Jermaine Foe. It's always Jermaine Foe. Yep. And if you don't get what you were supposed to get out of her when you made her happy at that point, them points don't carry over to tomorrow or the next day. She's going to act like she forget it. She's going to be like, rup, She's going to sound like Scooby-Doo. Rup, bro. Rup, rup. What? You wait, what? 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 She gonna sound like Scooby Doo in this month. She gonna be like, I don't remember that shit. And that was yesterday. What have you done for me lately? Now, this is not misogyny. This is not misogyny. This is not hate for women. I, I just understand them. And I want a peaceful life. So you better be happy and I better get whatever I need to get to you while you're happy because tomorrow is gonna be a new day. And if she complained about some shit, I'd be like, well, that's your problem. It ain't mine. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. You better figure it out. Help me figure it out. Nope. I ain't going to help you, no.
<laughs> you figure your own shit out. Um, anyway, it's a freeing thing. It's a definitely a freaking freeing uh experience. Uh, let's see here. Let's show you this right here. Let's you are hold on for a second. This is from the show. Um, I think it's two and a half men. I can't remember. Let me play the meme here. You are so cute. I know. <laughs> you have a girlfriend yet? No, I'm a bachelor like my Uncle Charlie. So you're never going to get married? No, as long as I got someone to clean my house and some action on a regular basis, I don't need a wife. <laughs> you are so cute. I know. <laughs> you have a girlfriend yet? No, I'm a bachelor like my Uncle Charlie. So you're never going to get married? Yeah, so that's where we are in society today. That's where we are. So why aren't men getting married? Because we got somebody to clean our house. Most of the time, it's us. Most of the time, it's my maid, Rosalinda. Rosalinda comes in. She cleans my house. I don't need to argue with a woman about cooking and cleaning. Okay, I'm going to get my fat uh, German uh, maid cook, cook to cook my roast beef. All right, Olga's going to be downstairs making my roast beef, dicing it up, putting it in the little boxes and bowls. I don't have to argue about cooking and cleaning. I actually did a side hustle to make myself afford that. Rosalinda and Olga, thank you, baby. Now, all I need is a little bit of action. Sometimes I go down to the junior college and get a little bit of action. And I'm good. Now, why is this the problem? Because I think women have actually, um, unfortunately, women have sold themselves out out to monetize themselves right and basically made themselves unneedable long term <laughs> they made themselves unneedable there's a word for this that slipped in my mind but you don't need them for long term because there many of them will give you wifely duties or wifely access without making them white they price themselves out. They made it up here. You need to have all of this. No, I don't. There's basically more women available than there are men. They made themselves obsolete in terms of being wives. Well, I'll marry you, but we're going to be an equal partnership, and I'm not going to cook and clean, and you're going to share in the responsibility. Guys, I pay less than $500 a month, maybe $600 a month, to get somebody to cook and clean for me. There's women that do meal prepping. And there's an old fat German woman that you can hire that can have a bedroom down here. Make sure you work. Make me some sandwiches. I can go to Subway. Get me some sandwiches. I can get a woman that's that wants to have a little fun for a couple hundred dollars. And I can have Rosalinda clean my house. I mean, <laughs> you don't need a marriage. A man doesn't need a marriage. Now, I can also live in a smaller place, clean my house in about four, uh, 40 minutes, do my own meal prep. Obsolete. The whole cooking and cleaning conversation is absolutely dumb at this particular point. And it is my opinion. It is my opinion. Again, another strong opinion here. That women were never good at cooking and cleaning anyway. Especially within a relationship. If you look at many women's cars right now, go to their car right now. <laughs> go to a woman's car. And see if it's clean. I'll wait. Go to their house right now. If she lives alone, go to her house. Go to her closet. Open the closet up. Tell me if it's clean. 
tell me if that closet don't look like a tornado went through it. I'm not saying this is negative against women. The, the point I'm making is this idea of cooking and cleaning is an obsolete argument because you can hire someone for that. You don't need a mate to do that. But when people did need mates, you could bring a woman in and say, look, I'll make it easy for you. You can't mess this up. <laughs> you want I know, Lucy, you want to be in the show and you want to be the top person. You want to be the CEO. But look, I'm going to provide this lifestyle for you. The least you can do is cook and clean. The least you can do. It's not that difficult. I'm going to lighten your load and allow you to just do this. It was a it was a job that needed to be done, but it wasn't a job that she was going to mess up. But of course, they messed it up. If you think of the people of the top cooks in the world. It's mostly a patient human being. It is not mostly somebody who's doing it out of duty. Some of the top cooks in the world are people who invest in it, who like to do it, who actually can figure out how to capitalize from it. That doesn't say woman. That says many times it's a man that does that. And some women get good at cooking because they're patient or they like the way they can make their man feel by doing it. She has to want to do something like that, not by force. The only people that do well at that are people who are Betty Crocker or Uncle Ben's or the dude that the, the, the dude the dude that be in there yelling, Hell's Kitchen. The best cooks in the world many times are men. The conversation a woman should cook and clean is obsolete. Some of your best house cleaners is Rosalinda and them. Are they cleaning because they like it? No, they're cleaning because they need to clean. But I know I can clean just as well if I had the time to focus on that. It's not because they clean cooking and cook well. It's because we'll give you this. You can't mess this up. <laughs> and we're not trying to make you uh, wear yourself out. We want you to be happy, so I'm going to give you something minimal to do. Of course, they're not happy about that. They're like, I want something. I'm not happy. I want something <laughs> challenging like you. I want to go out and work and wear myself out and age myself and have my hair fall out. I want to go out there and work and break my back just like you. Mm. Men do it, so I want to do it. And this is the reason why I look at some people who want to go out there and be career people. I go, why are you choosing to do this? You could have had it easy. <laughs> and then when they do it, they are mad. Well, I got to work to support myself. You chose that. Because you could be at my house barefoot running around here cooking and cleaning for CGA. But you don't want to do it. Ladies, right now, just imagine this. You could be right now in my house with your feet manicured getting your Brazilian wax, getting yourself, uh, getting your olive olay on, get, have your hair did at the salon. All you got to do is make me a sandwich and make sure I, you pick up the socks. And I don't want to hear shit about you picking up my socks. Pick them up. <laughs> There's plenty of money around here. All I have to do is make sure I pound it out. You can take the credit card. Do almost whatever you want. I'll watch what you're doing. Yes, I'm going to watch over you and financially abuse you. You have a receipt for that. Yes, you're going to need to produce a receipt. Sounds easy, huh? After I'm done, just bring me a glass of water at the two-hour mark. Here you are, CGA. Thank you, Daddy. 
Thank you, Daddy. Get him, Daddy. Thank you. Go to the mall. Don't interrupt me anymore. You could have that. But no, you want to focus on your career. I get it. I get it. You want to focus on your career. So I can focus on my career. Let's hear a lady actually explain this. Because the primary concern that woman is going to say is he's going to cheat on me. Right, ladies? Do I have it right? Well, I'm going to do all of that, and you're going to end up cheating on me. Well, that's true. I am going to get some peace leave somewhere else. And if that, you can't stand that, I get it. I get it. Matter of fact, the woman I'm going to get it from, she's going to be in the house too. But that's neither here nor there. But if you're willing to not have any of that because I take my oil and I dip it into the dipstick, <laughs> I take my dipstick and I dip it into another woman and you want to give up on that, that's your problem. See, because the reality is this. Even Peaches and Pookie knows that he getting cheat. You he gonna cheat on you too? Mm. See, that's the that's the kicker right there. Broke ninjas gonna cheat on you. Rich ninjas gonna cheat on you. You getting cheated on regardless. Don't tell me that you ain't gonna get cheated on, or your safe bet is to go with a broke or a middle class ninja that ain't gonna cheat. Because the odds are he going to cheat, too, if he gets the chance. <laughs> Why not cheat and have good class? Why not get cheated on and have a nice place to come home and lay your head down at night? Women are like, this is reprehensible. No, I'm a poly person. You might be a poly. Well, what if I want to cheat on you? Well, mm. pack your bags. All right. You ain't the big dog. If you want to be the big dog and you want to be out on these streets cheating or having sex like a man, well, you can belong to these streets. In these streets. But you can't stay in my house. You can't be living up and sucking up all my oxygen, living all up in my air conditioning, going to get your manny and petty on my dime. You can't be at the mall on my credit card cheating on me. That's not how it works. Biologically, sex is designed for one main purpose, procreation. The female reproductive cycle comes around once a month. For a man, it's every day. For each sexual act, the woman's one egg is matched by the man's 120 million sperm cells. And let's do some calculation. 120 million sperm cells a day, every day, as opposed to one egg a month, every month, means that it will take only 30 men to impregnate all the women in the world. This points to one clear fact. A man is, by nature, polygamous. Monogamy and fidelity are unnatural situations promulgated by religious beliefs and social pressures. It's a known fact that women for the most part are more emotional than men. But because a man is visual and logical in nature, for him, it's just a physical release that's got nothing to do with love. A man loves his woman by protecting and providing for her. There you go. Now, let's listen to this woman bring it up. She brought up a point related to this. Let's see so if I have it. Oh, here it is right here. This is a woman says the way to keep a man happy. This is a Latina chick, I believe. I'm not sure. The way to keep a man happy. Listen up, men and women, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and play it. Keep a man happy is give him head, feed him, and leave him the fuck alone sometimes. And never question him. Wow, man. <laughs> that would be paradise for me. 
let's let's review again what she said there. Let's let's review what she's talking about here. It's very simple, ladies. It's very simple. Let's see what we got here. Let's refresh. Keep a man happy is give him head, feed him, and leave him the fuck alone sometimes, and never question him. Damn, that's too easy for her. <laughs> she figured it out. Now she's gonna ask something more. Let's go ahead and see what she's talking about, ladies. Do you agree with him? Just feed him, suck him off, leave him alone. Don't question him. Just don't bother him. What do we got here? Somebody texted me that I ain't seen in a long time. All right. Um, leave leave me alone. <laughs> All right, don't bother me. I'm not your homegirl. I'm not your homegirl. Uh, men, if you're in a relationship where, oh, I love talking to her. We spend hours talking to each other and we gossip and we talk about watching Bad Girls Club and we watch the movies and Netflix reruns and all of that shit. You can't keep that energy up because they're social creatures. You're not. You're not built for socializing like that. Many of you are because you grew up with a single mother. So you want to sit around and gossip and talk about who posted what on the internet and, and Instagram and all that stuff. That's what women do. You want to sit around texting them 24-7? Hey, what you doing? And what am I doing? And why are you doing that? And where are you going? Long-ass paragraphs text? That's what women do. That's not what men are supposed to sit around doing. Um, it actually distracts you because you're not capable of multitasking like this. You're not built for this. They're very good people to be built for this. This is how they survive. But I always tell women, don't text me, double text me. All right, if I just text me once, I'll get to it when I get to it. I don't care who you are in my life. All right, my mom be mad at me about this. You need to tell me what's going on. But my philosophy with communication is I'll communicate with you when I'm ready. When I'm good and damn ready. Many people have emailed me and DM me. I'm like, I'll get to it when I get to it. Just because it's an emergency for you doesn't make it an emergency for me. That's how I live life. I'm doing what the hell I'm doing first. And if it takes me three weeks, six weeks, six months, six years for me to return a phone call, that's what it is. But just because you're trying to get a hold of me doesn't mean I want to get a hold of your ass. I mean, that's just how it works. You call me. You call me. Did I call you? So when it comes to this, if a person texts me, they going to be on the waiting game for my ass. I don't even need to get back to you. <laughs> All right. Just because you want to hear from me. Okay, you checking in. Good to see you. Hey, have a good day. But I'm not about to communicate with you via text and all that verbiage. Men who do that are women. Ladies, if you have a guy that does that, you don't have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend. Ladies, if you have a husband that does this, you don't have a husband, you have a wife. Mm. Men are not built to be sitting around in villages communicating like this. They're built to actually do things. Hunt, gather, destroy, tear stuff up, make bad decisions try stuff, risk their life, build, gather, hunt. That's what we were meant to do. Not sitting around communicating with each other, right? Hey, how do you feel today here, Henry? Oh, Henry, oh, I feel about this. This is why they want you to sit in therapy all the time. You're supposed to be sitting around talking to people nonstop to help yourself. Have you ever noticed that it's always women trying to get dudes into therapy? Not saying that we don't need it. But I got shit to do. <laughs> you know what you would benefit from? Sitting around talking to someone. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. I like to get some shit off my chest. This will make me feel better. Now, it doesn't need to be in a therapeutic office. You could make some music. 
You can write some lyrics. You can make a podcast. That's how you can get some shit off your test, chest. I don't think you need to pay $250 an hour to do so. But that's, that's, that's. These are also people that say, I've been in therapy for six years and it's worked out for me and it hasn't worked out for them. I'd be like, yeah, but you're still crazy though. Yeah, well, I'm seeing another therapist. I'm like, wait a minute. How are you endorsing some shit that ain't working for you? <laughs> yeah, working out. Working out is fantastic therapy. As a matter of fact, 45 minutes of working out every day might prevent you from needing a therapist. Change your diet. Change what you're consuming on a daily basis. Get away from relationships. Write a book. There's a lot of outlets that most of you normies don't do. What you do is scroll the internet all day looking for solutions, and it's only making problems. Let's continue. You can delete all your social media, and you'll recover just like that. Let's hear what this woman has to say here again. Not that I'm – if you got mental health issues, go get some help. Anyway. No, and that's bad. I know. The perfect woman. I cook, I clean, I soak dick, and I'm still going to get cheated on. <laughs> and it is what it is. That's life. Doesn't matter what you do, he's still going to cheat. So listen, if you're a woman, worry about yourself. Work hard. Get that promotion. Become successful so you don't need him, and he's not going to want to leave. If you're going to make your life all about him and pressure him all the time, what man wants to be around for that? The all right, so then she added in the extra caveat was like, look, don't be around him all the time. Get something else to do, all right? Don't make your life all about him and actually shy away from women that want that, right? They want to, like, I just want to be around you and cater to you. It's nice. I don't need that all the time. So you do need something else to do. I'm not the guy that says, I'm going to get a woman and pin her down, and she has to do everything that I do. I don't think I want that either. But she's then saying, work on what you need to do, get your own career, get your own business, and then be with your guy. If you're worried about him cheating, you're wasting your time because a guy really doesn't cheat. Black men don't cheat. We just get we just get sucked off every now and while another person. Mm. <laughs> All right. So in case she doesn't want to do that, uh, women are going to choose loneliness instead. She'll be like, well, if a guy going to cheat on me, I'd rather be alone and focus on my career. Right. So I could focus on my career. So here's a day in the life of a career woman. Are you ready for this? This is a fantastic deal. I, actually, I should say. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, that's what I should say. Uh, let's see here. Let's pop this up on the screen. This is on my Twitter. This is a day in the life of a Twitter employee. Wow. Hey, look at this. Let's play this. This is a career woman, um, a millennial career woman. Come to the Twitter office with me. Let's see what's going on here. Welcome to a day in my life as a Twitter employee. So this past week went to SF for the first time at a Twitter office, badged in, honestly took a moment to just soak everything in. What a blessing. Also started my morning off with an iced matcha from the perch. Then I had a meeting, so quickly scheduled one of these little pod rooms, which were so cool. They're literally noise canceled. All she doing is talking. All right. It looks very safe in there. It looks very safe. Let me see if I can make this larger for your screen over here. Looks very safe. Uh, she's working. She's doing her thing. She independent. What the hell? Literally noise canceling. Took my meeting. Got ready for lunch. She already having lunch. <laughs> she already having lunch. All right. So she went into a room. She talked. 
she's focusing on her career. Now she's having lunch here. All right, here we go. Look how delicious this food looks. Oh my goodness, I was so overwhelmed. All right. Then made my way down to this log cabin area. I don't know what this is, but it was really cool. I played some foosball with my friends. Many people are giving up marriage and having kids for this. <laughs> and they think this is going to last forever. I'm going to do this for 40 years and I'm going to be extremely happy. Okay, let's continue. Kind of unwind a bit. She unwinding? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. She's unwinding now? What did she do? And she will plop on your couch at 7.30 and say, oh, I worked so hard today. Continuing. Um, also found this really cool meditation room. <laughs> meditation room. Um, you're supposed to meditate on your own time. Now we need some mental health for our employees, so we're going to give you a meditation room. Oh, uh, do dudes on construction sites have meditation rooms? No. All right, let's continue. That I thought was super neat. Um, I didn't do any yoga, but they have this yoga room if you are a yogi. So also thought that was really cool. Uh oh. Oh no. Now they're at a meeting, so she skipped the yoga. Um, had a. You notice there's no men around. You notice there's no men. Couple more meetings in the afternoon. Had a ton of projects that we needed to. Oh boy, jeez. Let's go back to Alicia. Keep projects. Could you imagine being in this meeting room, bro? It's two thirty. I'm ready to unwind. I'm tired of people talking to me, and now I got to take this meeting right here. Oh no, Ling Ling's in there too. The pro now room. This looks like a happy place, huh? I can't wait to go to work so I can have this meeting right here. This looks like the meeting with the human resource office right here. Oh, boy. Oh, look at these exciting people to be around. Look, look, look at what $40,000 a year gets you. Strong and independence right here. This looks like a fantastic job. <laughs> he said they way too happy because they ain't did shit. They ain't did nothing. Let's continue. Oh, my God. Needed to knock out. Say hi to my teammates. Um, went to the went to the library to kind of get some more work done. She went to go get some more work done. Now she getting coffee. Obviously had to have our afternoon coffee, so made some espresso, and then before leaving for the day, had some red wine. Um, that's on tap. Now they drinking wine on the job. How much work do you think she's did in the day? She basically did an hour of work and she done got paid. We don't get equal pay. Wine on tap. Went up to the rooftop and just honestly enjoyed the beautiful weather. So awesome trip. <sighs> We don't get the pay. We don't get the same pay as men. Well, this man's out here putting a roof on the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
well, men and women should get equal pay. Bro, she did nothing. Now, there's a lot of people, young people that have jobs like this. Shout out to the women who have hardworking jobs. Most of them probably resemble something like that if they're in a corporate office. If you're working retail or you're a waitress, it's going to be different, right? You're probably working nonstop, but you're not, you're getting underpaid too, right? If you're a waitress, you're working on tips. And so you chose to go into that job. Shout out to the doctors and the lawyers. These, these people we're not talking about. This is most Haminators right there. This is what most women choose in order to not get married or not get cheated on or not go under the rule of a man. No, I'm going to go ahead and get me a job. And maybe one day I'll be the CEO of this corporation. Nope. No, you're not. You're not. All right. You're not going to be the CEO. Okay. So you've been sold that and here you are. What's the point of all of this? Many people can see statistically that women are unhappy still, even with this choice. I'm not happy. <laughs> they're still complaining, meaning that's their default setting. But they're even when they go there, they say, I work my finger to the bone. I gave this company 10 years. They laid me off. Or I gave this company 10 years. Now I want to have kids. But I can't leave my position because, you know, prejudicing is women who, who, who have want to have kids. Or I'm unhappy with this. I hate my job. And all to avoid being under the protection model of men. The reason you're unhappy, more and more women and men and men, is because you're not following the order of man. You're following the order of the new. New, 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 new world order. See, the order of the world is where you're going to get your true happiness and your true love. But you're worried about people cheating on each other. You're going to get cheated on if you're worried, especially if you're worried about it. The likelihood is you're going to create the scenario to get cheated on. Also, the order of man is not monogamy. It is poly. And we're living in a poly society. And this does explains why a lot of men are unhappy themselves, because in a poly world, it requires you to actually do something to get a result. You can't just be a guy in monogamy. See, in, in, in monogamy, you could be a guy that had nothing, did nothing, and then got a woman. But that hasn't lasted very long. Now it's to the point where you got to do something, be something in order to get. And that's been the standard position of the world. So that forced men to do something, be something to get the reward. And those that didn't, survival of the fittest, they died out. They died out. They didn't get anything. However, now we're in fake monogamy and poly. We're actually having polyamory and polygyny. And some men are complaining, hey, what happened? I used to be able to get a woman. Nope, not anymore. There are some women out here worried about their man wanting to fornicate with other women when before that's what happened. <laughs> okay, listen, in monogamy, the idea of monogamy is that that won't happen. And then it did. The idea of polyamory or polygyny is that we expect that to happen, and thus we still get what we want. That man has enough to be able to go do that. I'll turn the other cheek. I'll act like it didn't happen. I'll just keep marching forward. I know, ladies, you want to be men. I didn't make you a woman. Blame God. But the reason why you're not happy is you're not following the order of man. The order of, or God, the order of God, if you will. I say the order of man. The order of man is this. During your most 40 years, the best love that you're going to get is not from the love from another man. It is going to be the love of reproducing and having children 
and having that children in you being under the protection of a man. Okay. See, you thinking you're going to get love and fulfillment from another human being. It's not true. You're going to get it temporarily and it's going to fade. We keep showing you that on the on the chart. It's going to fade within six months to two years. But many women want that man to continue to love and the love to be there forever. It's just a unrealistic approach to life. Although you think it's realistic. Look at your stat sheet. How realistic has that been? You're thinking everybody's wrong for not giving it to you or something's wrong with you. The, the reality is that's not the order of man. A man loving you 24-7, 365, and being faithful to you is not the order of man. The reality is the truest love that you're going to feel as a woman. The truest love that you're going to feel for, as a woman is then when you get the unconditional love of your child. And that's going to be a byproduct of you loving a man. I hate to even talk like this, but I have to give you the reality. Women think they know about love until they reproduce. Once they reproduce, that child is going to look at that woman and give that woman more love than she ever have gotten in her entire life. That child is going to see her as always successful, all-knowing, uh, all-sacrificing, all-everything. And that child's going to love you despite the fact that you're a miserable human being. The child's never going to judge you. That's what unconditional love is. Now, that's provided by the man. But many women will measure the love that the man's giving based on what the child's giving. And the child, the woman's going to say, well, I don't need that man anymore because he doesn't love me. This is real unconditional love. But what she's doing is getting the protection and security. She's pushing the protection and security away. Or she's getting the protection and security from the government by eliminating the man, meaning I don't need that man. I have the real love. However, he's going to pay for this, and I'm going to use the child support system, alimony, all of that stuff to keep it. Now, if there was no child support and alimony, she would need to keep the man there. That's the order of man. Many people are following the order of the devil, the order of the government, and this is why people are un they're miserable and unhappy, both on the man's side and the woman's side. You're following the order of Satan himself. The fact that you can leave a man hanging and um, excommunicating from his kid's life or poison his kids against them and then still get the benefit of the protection in some sort of, in sort, sort of monetary threatening way where the state extorts the man and you get to keep the child and keep the money and get rid of the man. This is why you're unhappy and miserable. This is why you think you can find another man and then him take on the responsibilities of raising that child and give you love and happiness. This is why you guys are out here miserable. This is why relationships aren't working. And it's just as in women, it is men that are falling for this by trying to love her just as much as she loves you. No, that's not where the love comes from. The love comes from the sacrifice of you risking every day of your life, then providing for that woman, then her bringing children into the world to get the true unconditional love, then getting the protection of the man. That is the order of the man. That is the order of men. And that is how women are surviving. That's how you're going to survive. Anything other than that, anything other than that, you're going to be a miserable human being. Because you're trying to go against God. 
You're trying to go against the natural order of things. You're going against the grain and you're trying to make it work. And the only reason you're going against the grain is because, you know, deep down inside, you have a safety net. And that safety net is the government. New, 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 new world order. That's the only reason you're doing it. If you knew good and damn well, the government wouldn't be there to support you. Nobody would be pulling this bullshit. Nobody would be divorcing people. Nobody would be having children out of wedlock. Nobody would be out here divorcing men and trying to find another man to take care of another man's responsibility. And then acting like we're dumbasses for not doing it. This is why people don't have kids and get married until 29, 30, 35. Because they have the protection of the government, a.k.a. and corporations, which are they rule the government. This is why people are doing this, and this is why people are miserable. And then they claim to be happy, and then they're not. The order of man rules. The order of nature rules. The order of God rules. That is how it works. Anything other than that is the order of Satan himself. It's the order of the devil, and it is putting you into more slave-like positions than any husband could have ever imagined Uh him putting you in there's no slavery like being a, a a legion a parasite to the government and corporations and they know it but that being said this is why i don't tell men to get married in today's world until the order of man is restored on society if you guys are following the order of the devil i will tell no man to participate in the order of the devil as long as she can run back to the order of the devil and under the synagogue of Satan, I don't want men to participate in it. And Hafiz, this is the main point that you should be understanding. You're promoting men to go in the order of Satan under the context of God. And God don't have any leverage in today's society because you have free will, sir. You lukewarm Christian. God is not in charge in this world today. God is not in charge of marriage. The Satan is. The devil is. Anyway. <laughs> that's that I'm going to go to the supporters of the day show if you really want to know this is how it works and I'm walking in the spirit of Elijah and I'm against the temptations of the devil although I will participate in a little bit of it as long as it's there <laughs> but we walk in the spirit of Elijah over here if you really wanted to know how to make it work you can make it work and ladies if you want to be on the bench over here in coach's life and be under the order and protection of the man himself, then let me know. But if you want to walk out here in ignorance, trying to make going against the grain works in the against nature, against God, against man, if you want to make that work, go ahead, be my guest, but I will not be your safety net. And you're going to get what you get. And I ain't hearing no sob stories. Once you get past the age of 26, it's on for you. And if you've turned against your father, go restore your father. Go restore the relationship with your father's ladies and gentlemen. Go restore the relationship with your father that your mother probably sabotaged. And then you probably can get on the path of the order of a man. But guys, never date a woman who has a, uh, a messed up relationship with their father. That is a disastrous woman coming. If she has no strong relationship with her father, leave that woman alone. If her mother sabotaged that daughter's relationship with her father, leave that woman alone. She is no good to you. And she probably, since the age of 14, have just destroyed her life to the point where you're going to pick up all of that baggage. 
Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Restore the order of men. Let me get to these super chats. JC. JC, JC. People are mad, mad, mad now. Shout out to JC. I completed my mission, had the girl, and she still tried the monkey branch. He says we were caught in the love triangle. I chose to walk away, but have abundance. But having abundance made it easier. They now have a son, yet she calls me every week, and she's not happy. I'm not happy. One of the best things a woman could do is walk away from you. That is going to be a blessing to you. Women who walk out of your life and you're walking in the path of righteousness, they lost. Let them lose. Most of the time, they're going to come crawling back or their life will not be restored because they're walking in a path of Satan and you just going to let them walk. Do not walk with them. Let them go and let them come back. Hey, baby, I wish. No, no, no. Get your ass away from me and go live your life. Shout out to uh, Stillabee says Tupac is not walking through that door. Biggie Smalls is not walking through that door. And if they did, they would be gray and old. He says they would be skeletons. Oh, not skeletons. All right, Teddy KGB, when you jump off the hamster wheel of female uh, interaction, it is liberating. Once you get past the looks and the peace leave, yes, he says with wisdom, you can see them from a thousand foot view. One word, leverage. Coach, don't you think there's a fantastic woman out for you? Yes, there is. There's about five of them. <laughs> okay. But I don't find that they're very much, they don't add to my life. I find that I add may, way more to their life than they can ever add to me. They can add way more. To, I can add way more to their life than I, they can add to me. I, I messed that up. But I'll say it again. I can add way more to their lives than they can add to me. At my point, at the leverage I have, in the position I am in life, not just economically, but spiritually, maturity, and so forth, I add way more value than they do, especially if we're not having kids and she's already 40 years old. What am I? What are you giving me? What are you giving me that is going to pass on to in terms of legacy? You're not having my kids. So what's the point? You're just going to be a fun time, Susan. You're just going to have fun. And you're going to go back to your rusty ass apartment. That's what you're going to do. I add way more to your life. I can find me a man that adds way more. Okay, go ahead. I mean, listen, I'm not stopping you. <laughs> Ladies, I'm not stopping you. I can find a man richer. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> like, look. All right, Pimp Skywalker says, talk to him, coach. Indeed, man. Speaking my mind, says the Reverend C.G. Adams. Get him, daddy. Yes, indeed. Get him, daddy. Anytime I've challenged a woman to go find something better, odds are they don't find it. I know the conditions out here. It ain't the conditions to try to level up. I know what's out here, ladies. <laughs> like, there's the door. Have at it. All you're going to do is open up another window for me to go get another young woman. Thank you. Shout out to Don J with the co-sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. All right. Shout out. to Somebody said Yudoka, uh, Yudoka's going to the Nets. Wait a minute. Okay. Well, I think that's what Boston was trying to prevent. Interesting. Shout out to Don J. Thank you, brother. Emin Dante says, Coach Emmy Yudoka, according to Woj, is going to be the next Brooklyn Nets head coach after Nash is firing today. Yikes, buzzer. Wow, 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 wow. Listen, uh, Steve Nash got fired. I didn't even realize that. 
I didn't realize that. So Steve Nash got fired. They got off to a slow start. Yudoka to the Nets. And I believe that's why the Celtics suspended him. That was one of the rumors. So he didn't go to the Nets right away. So look out for that. That should be interesting. Then the Celtics is up to them now to explain the story. All right. Why they suspended him. And if it was because they didn't want him to go to the Nets, that that's going to be an L for the Celtics. Age of the machines, light them up, CGA. They do everything in the exact opposite of how God himself set it up. Since we can't enforce, we must retreat, ghost or else. Yeah, people keep saying, why don't you push me into relationships? Why don't you look? My solution today is until the laws change, retreat. That's where our power is. Now, they are going to keep blaming us. The amount of single men lonely in the future, the amount of single women men aren't marrying. Take the blame because you're going to take the blame regardless when it fails because you're walking on a path with Satan. Retreat. No surrender. All right. Shout out to Teddy KGB. He says, within the first two conversations with a woman, I ask her about her relationship with her father. I disqualify her from a serious relationship based on that question. Doesn't mean I won't clap the cheeks, though. Yeah, we're here to have a little bit of a party, ladies. But if if you've divorced a man, that's almost that that's that's almost death for you for future relationships. You're done in terms of my in my book. You're done. You've already had that legally and you destroyed it. I don't want to hear about his fault and he cheated and all that stuff. You were walking with Satan and you destroyed it. Continuing, if you have no relationship with your father in today's world for CGA, you're done. Absolutely done. There's no way I'm walking in that. Don't, don't you know the divorce rate is much higher for women that come from broken homes. Okay. And men too, for that matter. Because they basing their relationship off of Tyler Perry movies and not what's real. If they come from broken homes, leave them alone. If they are, if they are somehow jealous of their father or their father was pushed out or their 50 cent, their mother was like 50 cent and raised their husband. I'm sorry, raised their son to hate the father. Leave these people alone. Leave them alone. They're destroyed already. When a person's destroyed, you cannot rebuild them. You can't rebuild them. All right. Anyway, rational rationality says came in late to the show, just like my girls, period. Uh oh. Shout out to you, Simon Small. The order of God speech is fire. Shout out to the gospel of the free agent lifestyle. Thank you, brothers. Let's get over to we're going to get to Venmo, PayPal and all of those cash apps. Appreciate you. Thanks for everybody for super chatting and supporting. Shout out to my man, J.H. Shabazz. He says they kicked Ye out of the kids' soccer game. They're proving his point. Chris Zinn says when Elon walked in, Jen Pasaki was there. Confirmed. Wow. And why? I don't, I don't understand that. Loud Pocket says, Coach, he played the video of some real work. Oh, shout out to you. Yeah, we need to play the video of some real work. So compare that video for Twitter. I should have played that.
Now, a guy like that will have many problems with his wife when he gets home. You're not here. You're working too long. You're chasing money. Money's not happiness. I'm all here left alone. Or his wife will unload on him. I had a horrible day at my office. I got wine at five. I had a meeting. He'll have all kinds of problems with his wife. Don't don't tell me I'm lying. Don't tell me I'm lying. All right. Uh, shout out to Loud Pockets. I appreciate y'all. Jones G preach, coach. They can't touch your content, bruh. The only way they can touch it, you know how they can do it, man. Shout out to my man, Master Toast in the building. Appreciate you. Jay Flo says, junior college coming for candy. Gave me a new lease on life. Oh, boy. Oh, it was crazy out there, brothers. Hey, for a man that has leverage and no sense of trying to follow these miserable people, you can go get you all you want under, not under their laws of man, all right, under your own laws. Shout out to Mr. Palmer. Change the laws in your mind. All right, finishing up with PayPal. Thank you, brothers. Where are we at here? Shout out to, we got a new brother. I've never seen this name. But uh, shout out to, we call you Auntie A. We call you Auntie A, not as a woman, but Auntie A. Shout out to you. Thank you, man, for contributing to the day's show. We got our man, Mr. Uh, let me see if I can say your government name. Jay Cool here says, I watched married men be miserable when their wives blew up like the Goodyear blimp. He says, but if he becomes fit and wants her to do the same or worse, she divorces him because fit and becomes fit and rubs it in his face as though to say, look at what you lost. One of the best things that can make a woman get in shape is a breakup or a divorce, but it's too late. The damage is done. I actually did that in my fitness training business. I had a lot of women who wanted to lose weight before the divorce was going to happen. And she knew it was coming or she tried to get into the gym after her divorce. You're just like, and then you're like, why didn't you get in shape when you were married? There's all kinds of excuses for that. A.D. Austin, did you cover the female prawn star who got paralyzed at a Twitch event? No, man, I didn't, I don't, I didn't hear about that uh, female. Oh, I know. I remember she jumped and she landed on her butt. And now she says she can't get her back blown out. I do remember that story. That was a while ago. I got to cover that. She's suing them, but rightly so. She can't work. <laughs> she can't get her back blown out. Yo, shout out to my man. KW, Kevin W, he says the men are coding, but do not su be surprised if she gets fired for the video. A chocolate sister got fired from Apple for doing something similar. Um, exposing how they ain't doing no work. These are the people that are censoring you, by the way, in some of these technology companies. Shameful. Shameful that these are the people who are finding out uh, they're actually the ones controlling the narrative and they ain't doing no work. Shout out to Tuesday. You know what day it is, guys. It is time for Tuesday night. Go ahead and fire up your Tio, your Tia, your Abuelo Abuelas and get over there. Shout out to your cousin Primo and make sure you get you a nice warm embrace tonight. Get you a nice warm embrace. Where's your warm embrace? Here it is right here. Nope, that ain't it. There it is right there. We're going to get wrapped in. Warm oh, yeah. It's Tuesday. And I make it last forever. Indeed. Babe, I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Look at your rotation today. Look at the least likely subject matter that you'll appear in public with. And this could be a day off for you. Or you can go ahead and take this one in and fit her in. If you guys are part of the nasty boys, go ahead and fit your girl in that you don't want. 
uh, sneak her in when when it turns seven o'clock. Your neighbors don't see her. She pull up, get in the driveway, skedaddle in this house. Let's see what you got here. Question. What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. What do you mean? How many? Three, 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 three. Oh, no. She's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh, no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers. Oh, more than the 10 fingers. Lord. Slow Tuesday. <laughs> look at his face. He's like, Lord, 10 people that look. And she laughing. And this girl right here, her cousin, her cousin knows all about her nasty lifestyle. She knows. Look, she's like, it's more than 10 fingers. My man said, I'm turning into Francisco, man. Hell with all this. I thought I was the only one piping this down. But you know she be out here in the streets. Street. Shout out to the coach game. We'll be back in here tonight. I believe we'll be back in here tonight. We're going to take you out with Francisco. Oh, 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 oh,